Mr. Pop. Dark. When the little birds are nasty, and I listen to them too, there's two lonesome people in the whole wide world. That's me and the man in the moon. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Miss Kazanagi University Radio, <laughs> podcast and live stream exploring fantasy flight games as Arkham Horror, the card game. I'm Dane. I'm Dan. I'm Ben. And though we might not physically be wrapped up to endure the cold chill of the Arctic, we're heavily garbed in spirit and continuing our trek through the player cards at the edge of the earth. Today, we're checking out the Rogue and Survivor cards, the two clear, coolest classes in Arkham. Fight me, Mystics. Sorry, did, did you say the coolest classes? The coolest classes. The, the, the ones that usually get carried because they're busy doing a bunch of nonsense? Uh, is, that, is that what you mean by coolest? Maybe? Let's see, like, they can, they can also carry. They just choose to do ridiculous nonsense. Uh, but, but, like, Guardians and Seekers can't even... Well, okay, I can't even say that for Seekers. Let's just leave Seekers out of this. Seekers just, like, can't be included in anything because they can do everything. It's just like that, that, like, dude who's just, like, too good at everything. So you just, like, stop playing with him you know, it, it's like... it really it really hurts that you can't just enjoy my success and share my <laughs> share my triumphs you know as why, the, as why, the speaker, why, does, why does this always have to be about jealousy i i don't understand <laughs> listen see seeker cards are coming in a couple weeks we'll, we'll we'll get around to those eventually and uh some of those i gotta say some of those i'm a little excited for so we'll we'll see how those go you know what my cat didn't walk into the room last time but he walked in the room this time Another no, clear indicator. It's because you turned off the giant light that blew out your whole face and put candles on instead. You weren't supposed to use the cat candles, Dane. You know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, anyway, we've got Dane, some cards to go through. Do, do cats have astrological signs, or do they have like a different system? Isn't uh, didn't they add like cat as like the thirteenth uh, Chinese zodiac? So like, just all cats are that one, I assume. I guess so. Yeah. Even like, with... cats, cats have like one that goes for the whole year. That would kind of make sense. I don't know. Yeah. Or well, def- we're probably not gonna we're probably not gonna be able to answer that question here today. Uh <laughs> although it would be strange if we could. Um so maybe instead we should just we should just start talking about these cards, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We'll, yeah let's we'll, do it. we'll uh side that for the uh Barkham Horror discussion. It's inevitably coming. So so first up we have uh, another one of these permanents. So there there's there, there's one new permanent that's like a one per deck at deck creation for each class, right? And we've talked about two of mm-hmm. them. This is the third one. It's called Underworld Support, and it is a rogue card. It's an asset. has no cost because it's permanent. It's a favor, and it's illicit. Uh, and it says, permanent, limit one per deck. Purchase at deck creation. Your deck cannot include more than one copy of each non-weakness, non-signature card by title. Reduce your deck size by five. So uh, this is this is some kind of a uh, you know if if you're if you're gonna play some kind of like a Highlander style uh, scenario that's kind of what this is doing for you right? It's kind of neat. A it's illicit, which is very funny because that means Preston can't take it for some reason. Yep. Uh, that, that's super unnecessary. Uh, but but uh, I, I just noticed that. As yeah. As, as Dan was I really I, was I like, feel no. like. I feel like if Preston walked into the bar in which the art for this card is, uh, is which the art for this card is portraying, he would immediately be mugged and kidnapped and ransomed <laughs> within like five seconds. That's probably why. Maybe most of the things just aren't safe for Preston. Like the, the, the these, these gentlemen look like they have done some crimes and are interested in doing more crimes. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, 
if a, if a dumb rich guy with ones and all of his stats walks into a bar, the guy who's, <laughs> guy who's basically just like a human money fountain that just spews money every turn, uh, what you probably have to do is just kidnap him and then take all of his money. I think we've all been in that situation where where a guy who clearly has one in all of his stats walks into the bar. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so the card itself, I mean, uh, one half of this card is incredible, right? Reduce your deck size by five. That's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's not even technically one half, right? It's a permanent. That's anti-versatile. Uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> right. It is. And um, it's it's kind of more along the, the lines of uh, down the rabbit hole as opposed to, to gear up, geared up or, or with the blue one, because it's more about like changing your deck building decision when you're including this in the deck like this you kind of mm -hmm. build around this right you, you, i mean you you're forced to in a way yeah although I, I think that geared up even though it doesn't work exactly the same way geared up is also very heavily pushing you to build your deck a certain way oh, right? sure, that's like true. yeah, yeah. like i think all of, cards some of them actually impose like pure restrictions or changes to how your deck building works others of them right. just really incentivize you to do it but but where those cards you know geared up is telling you to play a, a, an absolute ton of items and down the rabbit hole is maybe telling you to try to get mostly upgraded cards and not sort of like high level, you know, cards that aren't upgrades. This one is, I guess it's, I mean, I guess you just want to not rely too heavily on any one card. Because see, the, the thing is like the reason we say don't play versatile, the reason that, you know, having a smaller deck size is good is because it lets you find your cards more consistently. But in this case, the consistency you gain by having five fewer cards you kind of lose by only being, being able to play one copy of, of your cards, right? Uh, yeah. Unless... I, go ahead, Ben. Yeah, that I think is kind of rough. Um, it would have been rough um, like three or four years ago when the card pool was a lot smaller. Uh, but now the card pool is huge, and I think there's like enough cards that are like pretty similar to each other where usually it's like, oh, I either put two of this one or two of this one in, and now it's like, oh, I'll just do one of each. And I think... That gets allowed a lot of it. Plus, there's a lot of like rogue, like exceptional cards. Like as you're upgrading your deck, you might have a bunch of one ofs you're going to throw in there anyway. So I don't know. I don't know if this penalty is as bad as as it could be for other classes as it is for rogues. I think if it were to be anywhere, it should be in rogue because because of that exact reason. I was going to say, a there are a lot of exceptional upgrades for them, especially like relics. You know, like the 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 watch. Uh, the the you know there's there's a whole bunch of stuff. Um, most some of their spells, uh, double double, for example, is exceptional. That kind of stuff. So, um, consistency is 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 the the word that I was going to say here. Uh, is what is what Dan was saying. Um, because when when you see reduce your deck size by five, screams consistency, right? But then cannot include more than one copy of each non weakness non signature card. Append a question mark onto that consistency because now we're not sure. Because just like Ben said we need enough copies of things that roughly do the same thing in order to maintain that consistency. And I think that maybe for some builds it would work, but, but for some, for example, like if you're just playing somebody like Winnie who only has access to one pool of cards might be a tougher stretch for somebody like that to, to put this in the deck and, and actually get value out of it. Because at the end of the day, you've only got one cigarette case and then, you know, what are you doing with your life? Uh, well, before we before we continue talking about how good this is or what decks we'd play it in, quick rules question: Myriad would not be an exception to this, right? Like even a Myriad card, you right. couldn't have three copies of. Yeah, yeah, cannot overrules other rules, so it doesn't hurt. It doesn't so you couldn't get like easy three easy marks or whatever. So yeah, what about something that's bonded to Myriad cards? 
But the, uh, how would Bond, I believe bonded stuff is outside of normal deck building. So yeah, like, would, if you can, if you put the base card in and whatever, because um, yeah, because those don't count as like being part of your deck. The actual bonded cards, as far as I can recall. So I I think you're you're right that you know as the card pool grows, in theory there are multiple. Like for instance, if you're looking for weapons, if you're building like a Tony deck and you need weapons, you know maybe there are enough weapons in the game now that you don't really absolutely need two copies of all of them. Right, or if you if you want to play like skill cards that help you pass tests, you know you can put in an unexpected courage. You can put in some other card. Like there's maybe enough different ones, but I still think that when you're building your deck, when you're looking at all the cards that you want to play, you're probably going to have maybe three or four or five of them that are like these are the best cards. These are the ones that I want to find, and these are the ones that the whole reason I want my deck to be consistent is so I can get these cards. Right, mm -hmm. and that's going to be maybe things like Lucky Cigarette Case, Leo DeLuca, maybe like Lola Santiago. There's going to be a lot of other examples. I don't play Rogue a whole lot, so uh, but but you you get the idea, right? And the idea is that like yeah, if the card you really care about is like Pocket Watch, is something that's exceptional already because there are a lot of green exceptional cards, then this is a, this does make it easier to find those. But if what's more likely is the things that you want to find are things that you're normally allowed to have two copies of, it's easier to find two copies in thirty cards or one of two copies in thirty cards than one copy in twenty five cards. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's kind of like the general review of this card right like two sentence reviews a take this if you're going to be using a lot of exceptional cards that that you need to find that are kind of like the crux of 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 your deck like like double double or something like that um harder to to include if if you just want general rogue good stuff but even then like there's kind of enough rogue good stuff at this point for you to, to consider it because yes while you do want leo out 100 percent of the time um, you do have really good allies like like Lola and Delilah um, who can also fit those roles and give you enough benefit to where, uh, you know, you can kind of like, if you have a charisma, that's kind of a reasonable, like, it's still a reasonable take. And also the thing about Rogue is that like they have, a, <laughs> they have Lucky Cigarette Case. Maybe I just love Lucky Cigarette Case way too much. But it's like, that's a big part of their draw. And without that, they're consistently, their consistency kind of like, falls off a lot so that's also a consideration to be made if you have like a subclass or something like that to make sure to maybe you know yeah they 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 store a lot of they store a lot of their card drags in that uh cigarette basket if you know what i mean <laughs> um yeah i i mean i i think this is i think this is cool and i think there will be like niche weird janky decks where it's very fun um, I probably just wouldn't start playing it in like all of your rogue decks. Uh, one thing I did think of is if you were going to play Wendy, and if you for some reason want to actually play her signature, which is something that I, I always forget you can actually do. Uh, you know, signature cards you only get one copy of usually, right? So if you're playing, um, you know, someone like Wendy, and you really want to get the amulet out and then play stuff out of your discard pile, maybe you want this. Although it's also going to make it a lot easier for Wendy's weakness to just completely ruin your entire deck and uh, wreck everything. So, or Zoe, right? Zoe also has all of the Dunwich Five can take to can take this as one of their five cards. Yeah, because Zoe, like getting getting that cross out is a really big deal for her. So yeah. you know, I mean, I, I again, I I really think in most of these cases it's not going to be worth the only having being able to play one copy of stuff. But if you really if if the whole point of your deck is to build around your signature, then maybe you could give it a shot. Yeah, we've also been seeing some cards that can be included in decks that incentivize you to do specific things. For example, a Jeremiah Kirby who wants you to only play even stuff. That might make cards like this more palatable or vice versa if you're trying to um, 
to to accomplish underworld support there might be more cards that come out that help that that try and force you towards a specific build that might end up working well with underworld support maybe i i mean i think if you're trying to play all even cards then you want to play two copies of the good even cards right like you don't want to yeah like i think it might be harder to you know multiple deck building restrictions at the same time is difficult but yeah um, but certainly as the card pool grows, like, I mean, eventually, if they keep printing cards in this game for, like, 50 years, I mean, like, eventually, eventually there will be so many cards that probably won't matter as much. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, it'll be, be like commander decks where, like, there's a lot of effects. There's, like, five or six different cards that effectively do the same thing. Oh, um, excited to get to that point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else to say about Underworld support, or should we move on? I think it's my favorite of the uh, the permanents that we've seen so far. I think maybe maybe besides down the rabbit hole, which is also cool deck building type stuff. We yeah. should mention briefly because we we talked about this when we were because uh, you're playing uh, geared up in uh, well you're playing geared up and the red one in our in our uh, return to circle and done game. But yeah, geared up if you build a deck around it might be a little better than we than we gave it credit for. Mostly because you you can play more than three items with it, right? Which I don't think you really mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's mm-hmm. still like you're you're playing like what nineteen items out of thirty or something. Like <laughs> yes. you you st- you have to play a lot of items, and there's probably only a couple decks that it works on. But I think our initial assessment of that probably was a little bit too pessimistic. So I, I think it's less likely, but maybe the same thing will happen with this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah. Let's move on to the next card. So next uh, road card we've got here is a uh, first event. Uh, it's called Scout Ahead. I think this was previewed pretty early on, actually, um, in, in uh, MJ's personal blog. Um, but we've got a one-cost uh, level zero event. It has two agility icons on it. It is an insight and a trick. Uh, and it says move. Move up to three times. Enemies do not engage you during this movement. And there's a really long quote by H.P. Lovecraft, Nameless City, in it. Uh, so pretty simple. Sort of kind of like a maybe bread and butter card for Monterey Jack. Um, also, it's a trick, which means that everybody's favorite uh, Rita it can can get some uh, excitement out of it. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems real, right? I mean, uh, like we have to think of like we used to have. Um, I don't know the name's giving evasion. Um, oh, el- and, elusive? oh, elusive! Oh, elusive! Yeah. Elusive! Yeah. So. This is probably like a more reasonably powered version of that, right? Because <laughs> elusive basically let you move anywhere on the board, uh, like yeah. fast and free, right? So this is just kind of a reasonable one. I mean, moving three times is pretty good. Um, I feel like this might be a card that you like adaptable in for scenarios like you know you need to move around a lot, but you wouldn't want to generically just put it in every deck probably. Um, yeah, but... I like I like what I like what Ben said about adaptable because this is a green card. Pretty much everyone who can play this can play adaptable. Mm-hmm. I also think uh, you know it has the double the double agility symbols on it, right? Mm-hmm. And so Always it's sort reasonable. of we 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 often used to play like one copy of I'm out of here, partially as a joke, but also just because <laughs> you know it's it has the two agility symbols. So like there's a good chance you just commit it if you don't need it, but it's also nice to have it in your back pocket in case you do need mm-hmm. it. Right. So I think those yeah that also makes it less of a there's not a whole lot of cost to putting it, one of these in your deck because maybe you get to play it, maybe you just commit it. Um, I do, I think it, for people like Monterey Jack that also have access to Seeker cards, I think it doesn't compare very well to Shortcut because, well, yeah, Dan's rolling his eyes because of course, of course the Seeker version is better, but I mean, because this is, you know, this is like an action, a card, a resource to move three spaces. Shortcut is zero, card, zero resources, zero actions, a card to move one space. 
I, I think that's like almost always better. Oh, and that also works on other people as well. Right. So if you have access to both and you're not limited in like five off color slots or whatever, I would certainly play two shortcuts before I thought about playing one of these. But if you don't have access to shortcut or if you're Monterey Jack, maybe you want two shortcuts and one of these. Um, like I think it's definitely a playable card. Monterey yeah, Jack absolutely. likes to move and doesn't he get, he gets a benefit if he moves like two spaces away from me where he is, right? Right. So, so, resource. Like, so if he has the opportunity, like, I think this might be decent for him, um, especially because it lets him dodge enemies, right? So, like, if he needs to get to a place that has clues, because uh, maybe he abandoned earlier because he wanted to run across the map, uh, he needs to run back, um, then he can get there safely. So, yep. And and friends friends who who enjoy Crystallizer of Dreams, another great event to put under Crystallizer of Dreams. <laughs> Even though we were just talking about Lucky Cigarette Case and how that is very ubiquitous and obviously the right choice. Crystal Light Dreams is always fun. Dane, are you also excited to double double this and move six spaces? Just move three, then move back. Hooray, hey you're done. Hey now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I I mean the the important thing about this card is that enemies don't engage you, right? So like mm -hmm. for there are some clutch situations where maybe you're running down a corridor like in Doom of Edsley, and maybe you're just evasion focused, and there's a huge horde of enemies behind you while you're grabbing the the you know the the MacGuffin from the, the statue and the huge boulders coming after you. And you need that that movement, right? Three spaces would, is a lot. This would be good for Doom of Esley. Uh, also, I think the really fun combo with this would be as Skids or Larry Anderson to play uh, You Owe Me One to play this out of someone else's deck while you have a Safeguard 2 active. So you get to... Uh, well, actually, now how would that... No, you Because you, you can't make them play it. You'd be playing it. Yeah, you'd be playing. Yeah. Cool. I don't know. There, there's some, there's some Bob fun, there's some some, fun um, junk you could do. Yeah, some of the Bob cards let you place, let other people play stuff or something, right? So Yeah. yeah. Let's you yeah. pay for stuff that they play. Yeah. But yeah, I stand by my initial assessment, which is like, there's specific scenarios where you need to move. That's where you adaptable this in. Uh, and, the rest of the time, it's going to be, I think, pretty niche. Uh, and uh, I I don't want to say this every time we talk about one of these cards, but uh, goddamn, I would like a play mat of this. Uh, right? <laughs> it's just... Uh, it's some good art. Pretty cool. Dan, Dan there's not going to be any more play mats that are like no. released and sold. Yeah, um, I know. it's I just know. we gotta we gotta give away that uh, give up on that dream. You know, some yep. some artists like let you like buy the art and you can just like you know pay them some money and buy a play mat of it. So I think it's what you're gonna have to do. Maybe uh, maybe someday. Uh, for now though, we should probably talk about the next card. Yeah. So next card is twenty one or bust. <laughs> it is a. Uh, Cost two event, uh, level zero, has a combat and agility icon on it. It is a fortune and a gambit. Um, one at a time, reveal random tokens from the chaos bag until you choose to stop. Treat each skull, cultist, tablet, or elder thing as a five, the auto fail as a 10, and the uh, elder sign as a, either a one or an 11. If the combined value of those tokens, ignoring plus or minus, is... 18 or less, gain 4 resources. 19, gain 5. 20, gain 6. And 21, gain 9 resources. So, so this black, is a riff on a very popular card game, uh, Pokemon, right? Yahtzee. Uh, no. Oh, that's right, that's right. Bridge? Cribbage. Cribbage, Something, that's it. Imagine Something like that. Chin um, <laughs> rummy. <laughs> so no, no, it's Blackjack. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is kind of cool. Um... I feel like you have to do a bunch of math to figure out if this is actually ever worth it. Um, Man, I feel like we need like like big impact lettering 
red text to come up on the screen and say random bullshit because that is exactly <laughs> what this card does it's i mean the the high end is really really high it'd be cool two for nine resources that's crazy but like this is exactly what dan was talking about at the beginning of the episode right this is this is like the archetypal rogue random bullshit card and i love it also uh, i believe rex can't take it right so, right. oh, it's a fortune. It's a fortune. Um, oh, he's so unlucky. I mean, he if if you it. have some type of passive token draw manipulation, like you have Jacqueline on your team, then you know maybe sure. maybe you throw this in and like make her use, use her ability so, on you. It's so, a really yeah. cool flavor to do that too, right? Yeah. So so two two questions before we try to figure out how the math in this works. One, uh, does Chuck Fergus work on gambits, or is that tricks? It's it's tricks and something else, right? Is it tricks, tricks and, and gambits? tactics? Trick okay. tactic, yeah. So there's no like gambit synergy cards, right? Because it would be cool if you could play this for free, fast with Chuck Fergus or something. No, alternate yeah. skids can do fortunes, I believe. Okay. So if there was like an upgraded twenty one or bust, he could play four copies. <laughs> Hooray! Uh, and the the only other question I had is, so it is you do reveal a lot of tokens for this, and in theory, you can reveal every token if you don't care about getting any money, right? So if you ever need a way, if you're ever just trying to reveal some token to trigger something, and it doesn't need to be as part of a test, you, this could be a, a weird, it, it could interact with that in some weird way. I, I don't know if there's a, a current example of that, but it's something to keep in mind. I'm I'm sure they, they talked about what blesses and curses do with this, right? They, uh, they, they do like nothing, because I don't think they yeah. have a value when they're... Okay. They have no value when it's not doing an actual skill test. So yeah, the other clarification is it doesn't say what happens if you get over twenty one. You just get nothing. So you, you spend two bucks right. and you get nothing back. Gambling is bad. Don't do it uh, unless unless you're having a really good time. Uh, in which case, you know, maybe. <laughs> um, but it's so. I mean, yeah, like the the basic way. I, I I don't know. There's like a set of rules you're supposed to do for playing blackjack. Like blackjack is not like I think poker or whatever where you can be like awesome at it and like you know learn strategies there's basically a pretty simple set of rules you're supposed to follow to just play blackjack optimally i think and i think the equivalent of that here is like certainly keep drawing tokens until you get to like 16 i think and uh because if it or 17 because if you're at 16 or lower then even if you draw one of the spooky tokens you're still good it's only the auto fail that rex you as it always does in this game um so and then once you're at like 17 or higher then it's like okay now you maybe have to like the math gets more complicated how much money do you need how bad do you need it how many spooky symbols are there versus numbers in the bag and it, it yeah i don't know the exact math on this i i honestly my overall take is like probably don't play this but if if, if you're just purely trying to play like optimal cards i probably just wouldn't play it but it does look really fun it does yeah i was gonna say i, I kind of wish that this was one of those cards that had a double symbols of anything really it could be agility it could be like an agility and a question mark or whatever because like this is one of those cards that that is just like so much fun in a very rogue thing right like this is just a very screams rogue type card and i would love to to just have this card in my deck kind of as like a one of just for those moments where you know your party is like doing fine all of a sudden a whole bunch of chaos bag ha stuff happens party's getting wrecked your guardian dies because of something 15 monsters spawn up and then and then the last thing the last card that's played is 21 or bust because at least you might have won something i think that's the proper play place of this card it's kind of like a ban and hope in magic online where you like name that as the card before you go off with your combo but anyway yeah i i, I mostly just this just has a lot of red flags right like yeah. uh 
a money card that costs you money to play is it's got to be pretty good to overcome that because you know if you're broke you want to be able to play it and get money and this costs two not just one right so that's like right. and then on top of that i mean you know we we talk a lot about how like predictability is really good in this game because it lets you plan your turn like if you have a cash in hand you can say okay click one i'm going to move here click two play cash click three i can play uh i've got a plan or something right right but if you have this card instead okay click one move click two play 21 or bust hope i don't get really bad luck and then i can do you know whatever i'm trying to do right so it's like because of those reasons um i i think it's it's kind of a it's kind of hard to argue for it but if you already are going to have a ton of money and you just want to play fun money cards it might it might be a pretty fun card that you could play yeah you know what you know what i, I would be in uh in favor of uh mj going back and appending uh does not provoke attacks of opportunity on this card because i want to use this for that exact situation where there's like 17 monsters on you and they'll all wait as you play your last game of blackjack before they demolish you <laughs> That is that is grim, Dane. I I have higher I have higher expectations for how I want games of Arkham Horror to be better than uh, you know. I don't know. Um, any anything else to say, or should we move on? No, just, move it's on. a fun fun gambling card, but hard to say it's efficient more efficient than anything else. I so. I think it at least beats Henry one probably right. Like it's at uh, least you know probably. at least it doesn't take up your, at least it doesn't take up your ally slot when you could be playing like Leo or something. Right, that is also true. So. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm sure. I'm sure somebody will come up with some type of crazy Henry Wan twenty one bust combo deck that somehow generates a bunch of money. Um, that sounds awful. Know, anyone, anyone <laughs> wants to take up that challenge? You know, you can uh, message Dan well, directly and. Prove well, they certainly they certainly <laughs> won't be playing that in Rex. So. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah. So the next card. This is this is kind of exciting. We have a a, a, a rogue skill cost two level one or sorry rogue event cost two level one called counter espionage i guess that's one word um it has two willpower icons which i think is pretty rare in a green card it is a favor and a service and it says fast play when you draw a non-weakness treachery cancel that card's revelation effect and draw the top card of the encounter deck reaction when you play counter espionage increase its cost by two change the encounter deck to your deck and also, reaction when you play counter espionage increases cost by two. Change you to any investigator. So at the at baseline, you you pay two, and this is like a ward zero. But you have to just cancel it. You have to draw the the next top card of the encounter deck, yeah, right? So not, you try quite a ward zero. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, like it, you know, you you cancel a card that you really don't want to draw, and you get something that maybe might be better, right? If yeah. you pay four for it, you can either do that same thing, but play it when somebody else at any location draws an encounter card, and in that case, it would still be, I guess, uh, I guess you would still draw the top card of the encounter deck, right? So. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. then um, and then if you pay, or the other thing you can do if you pay four for it is instead of drawing the next thing, the encounter card, you can draw a card off your deck. So instead of a penalty, you get kind of a nice little rider, um, which is great. And then if you pay six, you can do both of those. Yeah, you could you could do it to anybody, right? Any investigator, right? Yeah. yeah. So so it does become a. It kind of becomes a ward if you pay four because it stops the a full ward. It stops the encounter and you get to draw off of it, which is nice. So yeah, I mean, yeah. this is supposed to this kind of like completes the circle of the favor cards, right? Because exactly was, there was yeah. an evade, a fight, investigate, and they're like, oh well, we need a willpower one, I guess. <laughs> uh, this yeah. one costs one experience. I guess I thought it was too strong. 
too strong too strong i don't know i guess i guess the seeker award does actually cost one experience right and it, and it makes you drop a clue oh, yeah forewarned yeah, yeah which is like which is like a fourth of a turn to get that clue back i mean this one should like for four bucks which which is only kind of fathomable in like preston and jenny probably maybe maybe there's others like like maybe a fan is particularly I mean, rich or i mean people who tech uh, or big money uh, type stuff any, like, any rogue can go to big money these days so yeah but like for for preston it's like nothing this this is yeah. like great for him because he's already well, got things uh that up his sleeve to combat specific things but this is just another thing well, and it's treasure. not even as selfish right you can play it on other people yeah tragically for preston though because this would be played during the encounter phase most likely he wouldn't be able to use his trust fund he'd have to use his actual money which is sad for well, him. sure but but, uh, <laughs> but... I've, I've never played a preston game where i've had less than 25 dollars <laughs> at any game so. yeah i guess that's true yeah i mean uh, it's, it's nice to have a warden rogue um, it's also, I feel like it would definitely be kind of a nice thing to have under Safina that you could help you with Painter mm. World. I mean, she she could she can play I mean, real Ward of Protection already. That is but, true. Yeah, it's um, just more Ward, right? More 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 but, of what you want. But if if you're playing like big money Safina, if that's a thing, um, then yeah, and it has the will symbols on it, which is nice. Those are also great for, great yeah. for Crystallizer Dane. Really good thing to play. Oh, yeah. Crystallizer <laughs> going. The other thing I actually experienced, uh, we ran a blob at the Wizards Chest. Shout out to the Wizards Chest in uh, Denver, Colorado. Um, and one of my friends, uh, <laughs> shout out to Jordan, was playing a Patrice deck that specifically ran all of the cards that force you to cancel an encounter card and then draw a different one so that they could re uh, resolve Reality Acid as much as possible. <laughs> so they would cancel anything that wasn't Reality Acid and then and then try to get Reality Acid to, to resolve constantly. I... This card fits that. <laughs> <laughs> Even but how they, in yeah what were they doing in patrice that never mind that that, that is some that's good uh degenerate nonsense because oh yes it obviously is the most fun card in the blob so yeah. no you're, i you're making i approve you're, ma you're making a really strong case for me never ever playing blob with a bunch of randoms <laughs> in some kind of game somewhere uh <laughs> no i that that is pretty creative yeah it was I, very fun yeah no this uh i mean this seems this seems cool uh i think it's if, if you're gonna have a crap load of money anyway this is a pretty good payoff for this maybe you only play one maybe you play two probably depends on how scared you are of the encounter deck maybe yeah mm -hmm. yeah uh right. let's move on to the next card though yeah the next card uh is a another rogue event uh it's called cheat the system it is uh level one costs zero to play has an intellect and an agility symbol on it it's a trick, reader can play it, and a synergy card. Uh, fast, play during any uh, fast action window and gain one resource for each different class among cards you control. If you weren't supposed to do it, wouldn't be illegal. Says Preston, probably. And we have, uh, we have Brendan Fraser in a suit and uh, either <laughs> either James McAvoy's Charles Xavier or yeah. Lex Luthor uh, sitting, sitting oh, sure. behind him. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so this is like, I'm, I'm trying to compare this to all the other rogue cards, like, right, like, um, what's, what's the level one Myriad one? Uh, easy Mark? Yeah, yeah, like, compare this to, like, Easy Mark, I mean, Payday, that kind of thing. How do, how do we feel about it in that, in that sense? I, I mean, I think if you're playing, like, Jenny or somebody else that you know, will consistently have four or five classes in play. 
then this is you know be- probably gonna be better than payday most of the time in payday you can I rack up to do uh, like 10 money or something crazy but i think that takes to like will into the game will will jenny ha- consistently have that many classes but she gets a total of five off class cards i i don't know well, there could, there's yeah. a there's a lot of new multi-class cards that we'll talk about in a couple weeks i um, i I think that's the thing is the the thing is that like when we talked about some of the synergy cards before we said like Carolyn and and Lola are like candidates to to kind of be able to use them. Uh Lola is obviously just terrible and Carolyn can't play this. Um and I, and I think that like you know Tony has access to like uh a, a, well no he only picks one color right and even then he can't play assets of it. So. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so like, there's really very few the multi-class assets. There's very few rogues that are going to have more than like two classes ever in play of assets, unless you count multi-class cards, right? That's that's the thing. Yeah, because because there's like grizzly totem. There's like the booze. There's like there's like a whole bunch of stuff that you can play, especially if you are, uh, you know, a five-two, and that your your main class is five, maybe rogue or like Larry Anderson or something who can play two different classes and and benefit from this. Because if um, you, sorry, so suppose you are Monterey Jack, and suppose you have a level zero Grizzly Totem, mm-hmm. then you would, that that would count as two different classes, and then you could also have a green card, so that would be like three, and you'd get three resources from this, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's a fast cash at that rate, right? Um, yeah, well, well and, and being fast is really important. I mean, remember when we talked about um, the earlier one a minute ago, 21 or bust? We said it has these red flags that it's like it's unpredictable how much it's going to give you and it costs money to play it. This one is also kind of unpredictable in the sense that like if all of your colored assets are at the bottom of your deck, it might just be sitting in your hand not doing anything. But uh, at least it costs zero and it's fast, right? So as long as you're drawing a lot of cards, which if you have your if it, with certain rogue decks you can draw a fair number of cards. Um, you know, at least this kind of, it doesn't cost you actions to play it. It only costs you a card and you're just kind of getting free money for it. So I think it's, it's worth looking at for that reason. Yeah. yeah. I think like Finn would be pretty good with this, right? Cause he can play rogue cards and then any illicit cards, which includes some weird rare red cards. And then also he can play red and yellow cards, like five of them. If so, like you can just take those as your assets. I, I mean, I think if with Finn, if you were playing like, if for your five off-class cards you were playing like track shoes and magnifying glass, and then you also had like some multi-class cards that are green, like yeah, you could. It might be interesting, but I think you'd you'd really have to think about that pretty hard. Like, if if you're expecting this to most of the time give you two resources, I'd probably rather play Easy Mark because you get three you get three copies of that for one XP, and it's really fun to try to chain them together. So I I think I would I'd want to have like a pretty broad set of possibilities for having a lot of different colors in play to play this over like easy mark or something and certainly faustian bargain is just way better than this right well sure yeah i mean this has to get to five assets like 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 all other money cards faustian bargain is better than it right yeah (laughs) that that's the thing i mean faustian bargain isn't fast but that's the only thing that is the trade-off here because obviously fast bargain has no real cost so I think if you're already playing a deck that and you're like using some multi-class cards so that like, oh yeah, I'm probably going to have, you know, three or four in, then maybe you consider grabbing this if you really want more money. Um, but I wouldn't like, this This isn't one that's like, oh, it's a synergy, I want to build a deck around this. I feel like it's kind of a, the other way around. It's like, uh, I'm using multi-class cards, I'll throw this in. So right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that the, the permanent cards also help too, right? Like if, if you have... If you're taking like short supply and the the other the yellow card uh, the yellow permanent on Finn for yeah, example, so, 
that's so a really you... good way to have just three things out automatically, which is ideal the ideal situation to play this because some of the problem with with some money cards like payday, for example, is that like it's more of a recovery card than it is like a setup card where like you ideally want to want your money first to to be able to play things like Leo Deluca, which you can't naturally play first click first turn. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to you want to get your money things out first. Uh, but this this you can kind of is pretty versatile, and you can play it if you do have some permanence and you just play one asset. You can fast play this and then get the rest of your stuff out pretty easily. Yeah, I, if suppose they printed a fast zero cost card that just said gain two resources, I think you generally that would be like not quite playable, but it wouldn't be that far off, right? So I think if you if you think that you're basically almost always going to get two resources from this and you have a good chance of getting three, then I think this is pretty solid. And I think it's up to you to look at the cards that you're going to play in your deck and decide whether that's decide how likely that is. Yeah. Mm. I think especially if you don't have access to Faust Bargain, right? Like if you just haven't picked up Innsmith or, or whatever, this is a fine card to go into if you have the support. Sure. Edge and, of the Earth is going to give you that support. And, and again, I mean, the amount of multi-class cards in the game just like quadrupled, I think, or something like that. <laughs> it did, yeah. So, and, and we haven't really, we haven't talked about those yet. We'll get to those eventually. But um, it's really, if, if you're playing a few of those and they're like not, uh, you know, half green or whatever, or if you're playing a few of those from different colors, this rapidly becomes like actually a pretty good card. So as yeah, so once we take a closer look at all the multi-class cards, maybe we'll have a better idea of how good this is. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we move on to the next card? Um, this is Untimely Transaction. It is a level one cost zero event with one wild icon, and it is a favor. Reveal an item asset in your hand. Another investigator at your location may play that asset as if it were in their hand. If they do, draw one card and gain resources equal to that asset's printed cost. I have a, I have a question about this. I'm a little bit confused about... It It, it seems like as it, they play it as if it were in their hand, so they have to pay for it, but then they get the money back, kind of? Uh, no, I mean, you get the money. You draw. You get the money. They're, they're buying it's it like, from it's you. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. Oh, yes. This is the this is the what are you buying card this or whatever. Is, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is this is a Bob card, right? It's, yeah. That's the yeah. only reason why it's level one. If if it, yeah. you know, like, yeah. It is. I mean, it, it's an incredible troll card, and in that you can, like, you can literally play this and pick anything in your hand, and it's like you've already played it, you've already chosen it. Now they just have this yes or no choice. Of do they want to play it? You could hold up something really stupid and be like, "Hey, you want this?" <laughs> like crystallizer dreams. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I'm <laughs> I'm assuming that's mostly what Dane uses it for. Um, <laughs> Get more jellies on the board. No, yeah, I think. I mean, this is like kind of the 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 bee's knees of of Bob cards, right? This is like what he exactly what he wants to do because he can. I think he could even he could spend money. As if like to play items from other people's hands, so I think that he can. Okay, never mind. I don't think that has anything to do with this card. But he does like to give people things. I think that well, that's his thing. Well, he can. I mean, like, uh, you know, doesn't he? He could like have a, a Schaffner. Well, we're going to talk about that later. But like, there's ways that he could help people pay for it too. I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. My. I think my. My main worry about this is the same thing that is true for most of the Bob Jenkins stuff is I'm not really convinced that there's enough items that are good that you can 
that you can really just stack your deck with items as heavily as it looks like you would need to do. Dane Dane's Yorick deck in our Return to TCU run has a has a very high density of items, <laughs> but that's like I'm not that's that's in red blue. That's like trying to do what Yorick wants to do. I'm not sure that like in Bob Jenkins card pool it's quite as easy to do that. Uh, but if you can't, I mean, yeah, if you can fill your whole deck up with items that other people might actually want, then this could be a pretty good way to like sell an extra copy of something and get money in a card and help help them out. Yeah, exactly. I think it's even worth it. Like, I, I think you'd kind of need specific people to do it. Um, like if you're taking Karanzo Ball and you're really beefing up the experience in your deck and you can just kind of afford the random relics and things like that that are just solid, like like the stopwatch and um, maybe even like something like, I don't know if Borrowed Time is actually a event. But even if you have like Shotgun, right? The, the sawed-off Shotgun or like the higher level Rogue stuff that is like, would be really cool to to give other people but they just can't they just can't play them for example like some of the uh some of the big money stuff for example right like if you have a carolyn in your group and you can give carolyn big money benefits that's pretty cool if you wanted to maybe give mandy an upgraded cigarette case or something like that for instance uh you know yeah yeah. um uh and you know maybe she could for instance succeed on a glyphs test with plus 15 or something and just get a free search through old deck (laughs) and then use mandy's ability on it um yeah i i kind of wish this maybe had like an extra book icon on it or something like i wish Mm. this was a little bit more kind of committable but i don't know if you have enough items in your deck and you're trying to do the bob jenkins thing you should probably play this it's kind of the whole thing that i just think that there's super cool things that can happen with this card right like you could take this as leo and give like somebody who can't normally have a shotgun a shotgun like stella or yorick or somebody you know you can you can do things that you really wish you could well but if you're if you're Leo, you could just do you could do teamwork would do a lot of the same stuff, right? That's true. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not exactly the same with teamwork. You have to pay to play something first, and then you can give it to people. With this, it's like you just you don't have to, you know. So you could pick either one. I don't know. Yeah, if you're Leo and you have a Calvin in your deck, this is a way to get get Calvin some good old upgraded boxing gloves, right? Oh, yeah. All of his cards are spirit cards. <laughs> all of his spirits. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's a cool card. I like it. Uh, let's uh, let's go on to the next one though. So we've got a skill card, a rogue skill card called Savant, which is level one, and it has one intellect, it has one wild icon on it, and it says uh, it's innate and developed. It says Savant gains wild icons equal to your lowest skill, other than the skill being tested. So this is the kind of odd one out of this cycle of level one skill cards that we we saw the blue and purple one that are sort of like they kind of copy they kind of like switch two of your skills kind of. Um, and this one, because I, I, at least I think this is the, the rogue entry in that it cycle, is, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so if you're, I mean, if, if you're like, uh, I don't, I don't really even know how to think about this, honestly. I, it's like, I'm, I'm just thinking of most rogues and most rogues have like a one somewhere, right? Like, yeah, I'm just looking at, I mean, Jenny, yeah. Jenny's all threes. So this is like a oh, three question true. mark that's for true. Jenny. It's great for Jenny, um, then. Yeah, it's pretty but, every, but, every, but everybody else is has a, a, a one or a two. Well, but but the way um, to think about it is it already has one wild icon on it. So even if you have a one will, like many oh, like, like, like many oh. rogues do, this is kind of already a courage, right? Yeah, so that's true. In, in that sense, like it's, it, it's, it's very hard for this to be not better than a courage. It's, it's very hard for this to not be at least as good as an unexpected courage. Uh, but it does cost one XP, and you can't commit it to 
Uh, what happens if you commit this to other people? Uh, it works. I, okay, so so Throw if someone else is doing your, if someone else is doing your combat test, it goes yeah. off of your your right. next lowest. It's, yeah, it's like steadfast, steadfast, able-bodied. You know, it's based off of the person committing it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, I, I, I don't really know at what point I would like pay an XP to put this in my deck, but it, I don't think it's, I don't think it's bad if you want a generic skill card, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I'm thinking I mean, you know it's really good for Jenny. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Jenny is four wild icons. I, I overlooked that. So like, I mean, any of the any of the rogues that have two as their worst, you know, skids or um, Tony or Savina, then you know this is a three wild icon, which. I mean, uh, probably not in standard, but maybe in hard or expert, where you need to be able to spike up your numbers for important tests, then that would well, be like, yeah, I'll upgrade my courage to it. But but it, but it's also supposed isn't Finn like a four three one three or something like that? So with Finn, if you're doing a will test, this is four symbols. That's because okay. oh, oh, yeah, other it, than the skill being tested, yeah. Oh. It, so that, that's I should have read like, this card. Um. Yes. Yeah, see, the thing is, like, if it's it's very good if you're using your worst skill and your other skills are like significantly better than it. Like, if you have a one and all of your others are three. See, I I think this is decent. Like, I mean, yeah. the, the problem is that like if you're gonna put two cards in your deck that are gonna try to bail you out of will test as a rogue, they should be you handle this ones probably unless you're in solo <laughs> right. mode. Right. Or, or but, we we saw counter espionage being included in rogue. Right. Like, I mean. This isn't bad. Like, like I said, it's it's basically always at least to courage, and I think a significant wow. amount of the time it'll be a lot better than that. Or even um, uh, Larry Anderson, very bad agility, very bad agility, pretty good other stats. Yeah. Uh, if you want to maybe evade something every now and then, I mean, again, there's probably better options, but it's there. Wendy murder hands Adams suddenly. Exactly. This definitely goes in the Wendy the Wendy gun murder deck, right? <laughs> Yeah, because Wendy, Wendy's like four, four, three, and then one combat. So. She not only murders, but she's a savant at it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I would really like to know more about uh, what this lady in the art is doing. Um, is she working on like an early magical computer or something? This this looks like a like a like a difference engine, but it has like glowing symbols in it. It's very cool. I would love to know more. Also, the flavor text sounds like something I would say is a joke, so I, I appreciate that about it as well. <laughs> That's like that 100% of the time, or 60% of the time it works 100% of the time, or whatever, that, that, yeah, that uh, Anchorman it's, quote. It's basically the Sex Panther card, you know. It's... <laughs> and it's, yeah, uh... no, I didn't think about it the other way. Yeah, you you guys underestimated this card. That's... You guys walked in, yeah, you guys walked in here, you were like, oh, this card looks like oh, shit. But Dan, then, uh, I, only, I only looked at like three words on the card instead of the whole card that was my problem um yeah so i mean I, to, to, to be clear i don't think it's amazing like a skill card that doesn't like draw you a card or do something efficient like it's still kind of yeah you've only got a couple slots in your deck for things like this but this it's is, uh it it's not bad is this good for, for sure. silas because it's innate silas would grab it right oh he can uh, isn't silas but, like but four, he's two, four? Two, yeah he's, he's two, 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 four, four. yeah or dark horse he's he's uh three three five five which I think is the reason to take it. Yeah, Cause yeah, because yeah. then it's got three symbols on it. Yeah, this isn't base time. skill, so if you like raise your worst skill a little bit, either through Dark Horse or something else, then that yeah. means it could be you know plus four at any test. So but Gash, Gash is another way to raise all your skills by one. I, I think what we're really getting at here is like if you, it's it, it's like if you don't have any twos, right? Because no one has two ones, and no one has zeros. 
So like if you've oh. got no twos, if you're Press like four, three, one, three or something. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and and I was thinking about that too, because like it'd be cool if you could play this in Calvin, because eventually like his second lowest skill is like a million or whatever. <laughs> right. But but, yeah. but at that point he but at that point he doesn't need this card. So I don't right. know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 No, I think this card is way cooler than I originally thought it was. I, I kind of thought that the cap was was two or three. And I didn't even think about Jenny. I think it's fantastic, very cool card for Jenny. But like, for if you're doing will tests, man, for Winnie, yeah, it's yeah. great. She gets three symbols on it. What, yeah, are Winnie, cool. what are Winnie's stats? Is she like two, one, one three, three, five? Yeah. Oh, one, three, three, five. Yeah, that's perfect, right? Because yeah. it's like yeah. a, a will test. This is four symbols. Um, I mean, anything else, it's at least a courage, right? Mm. So it's well, and she just and... she loves to commit two two things. So yeah, like she, like she likes Wild to rest, like, commit. Great so. for Winnie. So she, it's, it's she also she can only play green cards and there's not that many green skill cards so she doesn't really have a whole lot of options so yeah, exactly. so, yeah. it's good for her yeah well let's uh let's move on though because we got let's so many it. cards to talk about all right next card uh we've got is a the red clock it is a unique uh rogue asset level five costs two to play um has okay wait a minute we've got two different versions i just <laughs> realized of the same you a, card you got a lot of reading to do then okay uh we've got two different versions of the same card they're both unique um the ro- the red clock broken but reliable um i'm going to talk about the level two version and then say what the differences are in the level five version so the level two version is a level uh it, it costs you to play level two asset has one a wild icon on it it's an item and a relic which means that person can play it uh it's exceptional so Costs double the experience to put it in your deck than than reads. Uh, uses zero charges, uh, and it says forced. After your turn begins, either place one charge here or take all charges here as resources. Then, if it is exactly one charge, you get plus three skill value for your next skill test. Two charges, you may move up to two times. Three charges, you may take an additional action this turn. And the differences between this one and the level five version are that the level five version. Uh, you gain another wild symbol for a total of two wild symbols on it. Um, and the... So the text okay. on level five is very different. Uh... Yes, the text on the forced ability of the level five reads, after your turn begins, you may take all charges here as resources, place one charge here, which is a big difference from the level two version. If it has exactly one charge you get plus four skill value for your next skill test as opposed to three. Two charges, you may move up to three times as opposed to two. Three charges, you may take in a, two additional actions this turn as opposed to one additional action this turn. And yeah. both of them take up the accessory slot. Yeah. Importantly, in that force effect, it's not a, it's not a then if, it's just an if right. uh, on, the, on the level five version. So you get to do all that stuff in the forced effect and then probably benefit from the charges. So... Uh, oh, that's why it's that, a level five exceptional card. W- w- yeah. Wait a minute, is is that really true? Because I'm quite sure that the reason it doesn't say then if is because they couldn't fit it on the line. Nope, um, it's different. It's so different even things. so, even though it says a bunch of things that you may do in order, you don't have to do them in that order. Uh, I know. I mean, you still do them in order, but like on the level five one, you may take all the charges, okay. and then and then you place the charge. And yeah, then, and then if it has exactly one, two, or three, so, well, but 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 uh, but that's the same as the the level two version. 
Okay, I guess so. But I mean, you're right. They are like functionally very different, right? I mean, so let aside, leave aside what the actual little item, little abilities based on the number of charges do, because they each get a little bit better when you upgrade to the to the level five version. Yeah. The main difference is that with the level two version, you either add a charge or you take all the money off. So the turn where you get money off of this, you don't get any of the other stuff, right? Right. Um, but the level five version, you always add a resource. And then you always may, or, or you, you may take all that. So like the level five version, if you wanted to, if you just needed money, you could just take one resource off this every turn forever. And it would be like an infinite money machine. And you would also always get that first um, plus, plus four. four skill value for your next skill test. Right. Yeah. So like, I mean, it is 10 XP, right. But like, that is a very powerful, <laughs> so that, is, that is a very powerful effect. Right. Mm. Yeah, and, that, and and you don't even have to do that. You could like some turns instead of collecting the money immediately, you could let it accumulate a little bit, and you could get a bunch of extra movements or actions. Right. Like, this is this is like again, it's ten XP, but this is like very strong. That's yeah. not even considering like things that can move charges from other things. Like Elder Sophist can do that, right? Or like if, if uh, you place charges on things somehow. I I think Elder Sophist move secrets like like secrets are it's generally easier to put secrets on things than charges it's secrets charges it's just the, he the, only comes in with secrets uh, uh maybe um but but like enraptured uh recharge level one and level four and um winds of power are like the main things i think that add, that, that can add charges to things which would be exactly Safina, right? Safina can take Winds of Charge. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure nobody in the game can take this and Recharge 4. Somebody could play Recharge 4 on you, but, but, but the main thing, though, is, like, I don't really think you want to just dump a lot of charges on this. Like, Winds of Power that adds 2 might be cool, or um, even Enraptured that adds 1 might be cool. Yeah. But, like, you don't really need... Recharge level 4 isn't really what you want. I Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah... It, if you, I mean, uh, Bob can play this, and he could give it to someone that can add charges efficiently. That's, right? that's the thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I just want to make a recommendation. No matter, no matter what class you are, no matter what your deck is like, if you have a Bob Jenkins in your group and he plays a untimely transaction and reveals level five uh, red clock, the red clock. <laughs> I recommend that if you have two resources, that you spend it to play the, the red clock <laughs> level five. What what if he just plays it just to troll people that don't have any money, like a dark horse person, the, and then plays it, and then it's like, oh, it would be really nice if you could afford this. Oh, yeah. this would also be really funny with dark horse, right? Because it's, I mean, <laughs> well, I guess you could just let it accumulate, but it's yeah. also, I mean, uh, man, level ten is just so crazy, right? It, it does, lot, yeah. or not level level five, but ten XP. Uh, it does also take up a very competitive slot, right? We talk a lot about cigarette case, and there's other yeah. green necks as well. Um, I guess by the time by the time you can get this, you could probably have relic hunters and stuff, right? Because you apparently have a, have a trillion XP, so you could probably do whatever you want. But yeah, I think I think that this and and we've seen other assets like like the the stopwatch where you can repeat or or um, skip any phase. Hmm. Um, things like this are super super powerful and might be a reason for Bob to run like the uh, the permanent the blue the underworld support because then he could just run like like you're not really sad about losing all your level zeros like like two level two of level zero survivor things right so he could take like a cigarette case this other things that take up the next slot and be totally fine with it because he's just going to give them to other people and other people are just going to benefit 
He he better also take the O-Ball just to have the XP to pay for this stuff. So I he's think gonna, he needs to, honestly. He's going to have a lot of permanence just to just to make all of this work. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it sounds uh, like we, we... I mean, the level 5 one's clearly very strong and powerful, but what about the level 2 one? What do you guys think of that? Like, do you Do you buy that on the way up to the level 10, or do you skip it? So, so the difference that I was reading on the Red Clock level 5 and the Red Clock level 2 is that the level 5 one, you automatically place a charge after you choose to take them. Yeah. This one's... The, the level 2 says either place one charge here or take all charges here. Right. Meaning that I think you kind of have to waste like double the time to place the charges. So you have to right. basically do at least three turns before you can take all of them. And then yeah. three turns. And, and, so. and, and the payoffs are nice, but not as bonkers, right? Like hmm. the um, move up to two times is very nice. Move up to three times is better. But the, the, the three charge one, taking one additional action is great. Taking two additional actions is very it's twice as great right mm-hmm. so sure. so but, but, but no i yeah i think the main difference is with the with the level five one you basically are accumulating one money every turn and just choose to like defer collecting it to get better to, to get like better bonuses mm-hmm. like because you you can just take a money every turn and every turn get the plus four to your next skill test or you can like delay picking up a resource so that next turn instead of getting the plus four you get a, a bunch of movement, right? So it's like you're always gaining a money a turn. With the level two version, if you're, for instance, just trying to get as much money as you can, every other turn you get a resource, which is way worse, right? So yeah. I I think the level two one might be fun if you're playing like standard mode, just like trying to have a good time. It might be fun, but I don't think it's that great. Um, and I definitely don't think it's worth four XP and like giving up your next slot. But the level five version is really strong. I mean, it... I think it definitely falls into most campaigns we see like one ish like level five card that might be exceptional for each class that's just an incredibly powerful card that's almost like a win more card but it's like fun like a was true magic or something we saw the first card last time this is like that it's like by the by the time you get this i mean i don't even know if it's going to do that much for you because you're probably already doing okay but like it's going to be really fun and it's going to be really powerful yeah, I think it's it's like kind of comparing it to the other level five card that was kind of like a really big build around me that's now basically banned, the Necronomicon. Uh, it's oh, I, not I, like I a thought card. You were gonna, I thought you were going to say PVs. <laughs> well, that too, but like <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's not like a universally good card in that like it will it will single handedly change the state of the game. I think it will eventually, but like unless you have ways to manipulate charges somehow to get it to really like give you two additional actions subtract do you think how do you think there's like some ridiculous combo where you can take two additional actions every single turn with like that so not anyway, I, I, I think if you're a 25 card deck and you have a bunch of draw and you have one copy of winds of power in it somehow uh you might be able to make some stuff happen maybe if all in didn't remove itself from game um but uh because because that was kind of a critical one but no i i mean i think that um yeah, by, by the way, you're, you're forgetting some of the other really good max XP cards like Armor of Ardennes. No. Uh, you, you know, uh, no, there's there's so many. Remember, remember, uh, I'm trying isn't, to remember like the other, the, the like kind of bad ones that we just all have totally forgotten. Isn't about. there someone that finally likes the armor? Oh, it would have been Daniela, but she can't take I don't, it. I, I, don't, I don't even think so. <laughs> oh, it would have been Daniela, but maybe, she maybe can't take it. Does, Lily, does Lily like it for some reason? No. Or what about, she what about spiritual she... results? What about cheat death? Do you guys have any good stories of playing cheat death in a uh, in a, in a campaign? No. No. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think the red clock is really cool. I like that there's a level two version of it because it kind of opens opens that up also down the rabbit hole for the I think there's only two investigators in the game that can take down the rabbit hole and both versions of this, which I think is exactly Jenny and Safina. But can get a little discount, right? <laughs> and it, and it's unlike the pocket watch, which is something that you kind of get to use once. It's like a very powerful effect that you spend a lot of XP on and then you do it once. This is for something sure. that once you get it out, it's kind of like making you like boss mode for the rest of the game. So that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. And uh, I, like the, I like that there's the strategy of like deciding when to grab the charges and stuff. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's definitely cool. All right. Next card. Uh, next card is Money Talks. Um, so this is a level two version of Money Talks. Uh, costs zero, and is an event. Uh, it has a wild icon on it now. It's still a favor and a gambit. Fast when an when an investigator at any location initiates a skill test. Uh, instead of the skill test type indicated for this test, um, uh, this is a resource skill test. The performing investigator's base skill value for this test is equal to half. The number of resources in your resource pool rounded down, and then you draw one card. So yeah, the changes are there's a wild icon on it. You draw a card off the effect, uh, but the biggest change is that you can play it on any investigator at any location, as uh, previously in the level zero it was just when you initiated a skill test. Yeah, um, I think this is a fantastic change to the card. I'm very happy that that they're making uh, big money more altruistic in in not like a guardian type way like like here's all my money kind of a thing mm-hmm. like your money can be used to benefit other people like counter espionage is doing it for example this card you can play this like if somebody has a terrible skill test that they don't want to deal with you can play this for them it's kind of cool I. I was thinking this seems like a really weak upgrade for two XP to me like because the, the problem is like. This is for Preston and everybody, right? The thing is, if I'm Preston, I am the person who's most likely to take a test that I'm completely unable to pass without spending a bunch, without using my money, right? Like the other people in my group probably have actual abilities to do things, and I I do not because I'm Preston. <laughs> so sure. like, being able to play it for other people, you might be able to, but I think if you're Preston, you got to save this for when you need to do some kind of ridiculous test and all your abilities are ones. But I think like Preston has um, well connected, which is an- another way to get out of like kind of bad tests for him he's got you owe me one he could play this on the person that he, he just threw something you owe me one on right like, it's it's also keep in mind this is not like an asset that you get to exhaust every turn to do this this is an event that you have one or two copies of in your deck right so right. like there you get to do basically one time to pass an incredibly hard test by being very rich you know like i mean yeah maybe someone else is going to do a really hard test but uh i i guess what i'm saying is like I, it's kind of a bummer that you spit that you pay two XP and this is all you get that you can play it on other people and it draws you a card. I think, yeah, I think if I'm playing Preston in like four player, I would be more tempted to take this because, because of the altruistic manner. But like, if I'm just, if it's just one or two people, like if it, I don't know if I'd ever play Preston solo, but I probably could. But like, if, if you were just like two people, I would probably not take this. I, I just like that it's here for the bigger player groups because it means that Preston can contribute in in another way because a lot of the time using 33% of your actions to to scoop all your money up from your trust fund is uh, a little selfish. <laughs> so giving back in in any way like with counter espionage or like this is is a really welcome sight for me. 
My my recommendation, if you're playing Preston, uh, don't spend XP on this. Go straight for the clock. Go straight for that level <laughs> ten clock. We're gonna we're gonna see another couple it's, full cards it's, for. It's gonna for be Preston. it's gonna be fun as hell. It's gonna be really cool. This yeah, it's it's fine. This is just underwhelming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's. Sorry, something to say, Ben? No, I was gonna say next card. Yeah, next card. Okay, okay we've got uh, art. Yeah, this is yeah. some real. Uh, this is some really interesting stuff going on. Is here. that like Dark uh, Bob, like Nega Bob? This is looks a, like some it, type it, of. It reminds me of like a puppet, like a really creepy puppet. Uh, some some type yeah. of like carny uh, carny ghoul that's like a very old young boy or something. It's very very strange looking. And the, the, the red, red bow tie. The somehow, red bow tie. I was gonna say is is, yeah. is pretty disconcerting. Along with the uh, maybe maybe the... this is maybe this is the red bow tied man. Um, yeah. Also, if you look in the case behind him, I think those are some skulls, maybe. Oh, yeah. um, anyway, so it's called Black Market. It is a rogue event. It costs one, and it's level two. It's a favor. And it says, fast, play at the start of the investigation phase. One at a time, reveal cards from the top of any investigator decks until exactly five cards have been revealed. Set those cards aside out of play. While set aside, any investigator may play any of those cards as if they were in their hand. At the start of the next investigation phase, shuffle each of those cards still set aside into its owner's deck. This is super cool. This is if, like you get like a little taste of like Eldritch slash Arkhamor. Yeah, it, you it, get to set that. It's kind of like the, it's kind of like the item shop in those games. Super yeah. cool. Yeah, super cool effect. The fact that it's fast is is like the reason why you can put it into a deck. I don't think if this was fast, you would you would be able to like if you had to do this at the beginning of your turn for some reason, it'd be like really weird and not great. I think the fact that it doesn't have any icons on it, it is already kind of not great. But you yeah. play this in exactly the deck that you want to sell shit, right? Which is like Bob and maybe like if Preston's selling stuff or it, you know whatever. It, so it is if you hit uh, if you hit assets with it, it could help people get more off of their synergy cards because it could kind of like mix different people's items around or, or, or assets. Mm. Um, it's also worth mentioning that because it looks like kind of a Bob card, you might think it's only like items that work this way, kind of like um, untimely uh, transaction. But this is just any card. So yeah, if you right. if you set aside like an event or something, uh, what well, I, I look I think a skill card can't be because you don't play skill cards. Yeah. yeah. But any so you maybe don't want to play this on like Silas's deck or Amanda's deck or something, but any asset or event is oh, is a legit target for this. Deck. Yeah. yeah, well, and you yeah. can even you can combine them. You could you could deal one off the top of each person's deck. Double double black market. Oh, yeah, that's what right. I want. Or painted world black market. Yeah. <laughs> I love these cards. I, I think this is like this is like uh you owe me one in that it's it doesn't really it doesn't really like technically do anything in air quotes, but it does seem really fun and I, I would I would never hold it against anybody for playing it because it just seems fun. I think the only thing that I'm upset about on this card is that it doesn't replace itself. Because like Untimely Transaction does replace itself because it knows it's a bad card and it's trying you, to like even you, know, you owe me one does as well. Yeah. Well yeah, but, yeah. but I but I guess the way to think about this is like if if even one person plays a card that was revealed by this, it's kind of like they drew a card, right? Yeah. Because they like oh, sure. So yeah, sure, sure. so so potentially, suppose like you're playing a four player game and like three people on their turns each play something. It's kind of like you just you know spread. It's still you know for for a card and a resource and two XP and an action. It's maybe not like efficient, but it is at least like you're kind of giving people cards that they wouldn't have otherwise had in their hands. Yeah, and because you do it one at a time, it means like 
you know, say you have two friends that both need a card, you could pick one of them, reveal three cards, and oh, the third card's the one they need, and then you can pick the other person and start having them reveal cards. Yeah. Uh, really, I wish the cards just stayed out indefinitely, or somehow yeah. stayed out for like three turns or something, just because then, because if you reveal something like a ward, um, you know, you might, I mean, you do have a mythos phase to like, you have a chance to use it then, mm-hmm. but you, you, you might draw stuff that you just can't use this turn, or you don't have money to play them. Right. Yeah. I was actually going to say, I'm very there. happy. I'm very happy that it that it lasts until the beginning of the next investigator phase because I think it would be really underwhelming if it were just to the end of the investigator phase or worse to the end of like everybody's turn or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, but I like that it actually gives you a turn. So mm-hmm. we uh, we we gotta accelerate a little bit because it's like we're not even we're not even through the greed cards. Oh yeah. All right. Let's next card then. Dave. Cool. Uh. Next card, we've got an upgraded version of Moxie. So this goes along with the uh, upgraded Composures. Um, this is level uh, three now. Uh, I think it's similar to every, every of the other ones. They're all level yeah. three. Um, this one gives two will icons and two uh, agility icons on it. Um, fast, limit one Composure per play. You get plus one will and plus one agility. Uh, non-direct damage or horror must be assigned to Moxie before it can be assigned to investigate a card. And then you could spend a resource to get a will or a agility for this skill test uh, it's got three health and one sanity on it um which need to basically all your stuff needs to be relegated to that if not other assets before you um really cool for safina i think because these are the stats that she loves and mm. um yeah yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird. much like the much like the other ones, it's if you have a little bit of way to soak, so it, it doesn't go away right away, so you can get like have it out for a couple turns. It's fast and free, um, and it gives you passive stat bonuses, especially if one of those is one of your primary stats. You know, it's pretty solid, and they're also both the defensive stats, right? Um, right, dealing with encounters, um, and it's it's yeah, also it, a little bit of health soak, I guess. Uh, it's kind of weird that rogues get something that gives them will. <laughs> this is like kind of the first time we've seen that but again like if you're if you're want to use like something like savant it makes that a little better right yeah i think it's really i mean we we kind of like the blue one because it gave you uh it, it boosted uh combat and agility and it's reasonable that there's some decks that want both of those yeah um but also because um i i mean w- what you need to be able to make use of these is to need ideally to need both of the both of the stats at least a little bit and hopefully one of them a lot and to have some reasonable way of like not having to put damage and horror on it right Mm -hmm. so if you have other things that can soak or if you have ways to prevent damage and horror then and you can be sure to keep this out at least for a little while it's fine if it dies eventually but you don't want it to just like immediately die um then it's uh, it's pretty okay and otherwise eh, maybe not yeah I think I think the last thing that I want to say about this card is that uh, this is probably my favorite f- favorite art uh, of Je- from Jeff- Jeff Lee Johnson uh, because there's a small uh, Yorkshire Terrier being held being cradled as this man is jumping off the train and is slipping he... directly into the camera. <laughs> did he did he steal that dog? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no that, idea why this I... card is called Moxie, why this is happening in the art, but it, <laughs> sure, I'll take yeah. it. It is. It is very. It's an enigma, kind of. It's very strange. <laughs> the Yorkie is staring into your soul. I love it. Yeah. All right. Why don't we move on to the last rogue card then? Uh, hey. The Black Fan, symbol of power. It is a cost three, level three asset. It has in, an intellect, an agility, and a wild icon. 
item and relic, exceptional. And it says, while you have 10 plus resources, you get plus one health, plus one sanity. 15 plus resources, you may take one additional action during your turn. 20 plus resources, you get plus one to each of your skills. Hmm. Should have just called it Light Horse. And, oh, it takes a hand slot. Right. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, this is the opposite of Dark Horse. I mean, uh, any big money deck probably wants this, right? Gives you an extra I action every turn. Card. I'm so uh, happy. Where, where, where do you, how do you have the XP for this and the clock? <laughs> you, have, you, have, you have Oval. Yeah. I, I guess, yeah. I mean, I do, if you ever, if you manage to get enough XP and make it that far in the game without dying to the Oval to have like <laughs> this and the pocket watch and borrowed time and the clock and all this stuff. And you're just like a weird guy that has all these crazy expensive magical things, <laughs> and you and you have the permanent that makes it so you're playing a 25 card Highlander deck. I think that would be incredibly fun. I'm not sure how good it would be, but that would be so much fun. You almost have to try. I'm, it. I'm reviewing our session for for you know our next in in person play session, and and if you're not playing Bob, I'm absolutely playing Bob and doing exactly that. I'm definitely not playing Bob. <laughs> so very excited to be that then. I, I I don't know if you know this about me, Dan. I prefer to play good decks. Uh... <laughs> I'm very excited to play the Black Fan, though. This is this is like the kind of thing that Preston wants. The weird part about it is that like two of these things kind of don't matter at all for somebody for Preston because like yeah, great, he gets plus one to all of his heals. That doesn't really matter at all. I think yeah, that great, matters a bit. I I think the I think the one to each of your skills thing probably matters for him, given that he starts with like ones. It's right. It's, it's you you fine, you have you you have two copies of Money Talks. You have well connected. You can use once per turn. Like it's. I guess I think I, the thing that I'm most excited about paying six six uh, VP for is is that you take an additional action during your turn. That's that in, in combined with Leo is great. You have five actions on your turn to do like random, random right. high, high money bullshit. So. Yeah, I, I think the fifteen, the fifteen plus bonus is the is the best of the three. Yeah, yeah. Is there? I mean, is there a worry about taking up a hand slot though? Like, what what is what is this Preston deck? No. no, really. No. What are you What are you doing with your turn when you're not just getting money? Like, what are you? <laughs> how are you, How are you getting clues and fighting things? So I mean, if you have a Leo out, the other uh, hand slot percent of your actions is is scooping your money into your into your ever growing right. as opposed yeah, to thirty so, so, so that's so that's why you need this because the Leo, the first really expensive card that you play that takes up a slot, doesn't actually give you an extra action. It just lets you always scoop up your money. So then you play this, so you actually get an extra action that you can actually use. Okay, there I think I'm beginning. I think I'm beginning to understand how this deck yes. works. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. You know, you know, you can just play Daisy, and you can just like immediately start getting clues like turn one. But, right? but you, you can know, also you, have thirty resources. <laughs> there, there yeah. are priorities in this game Dan. what do you what, what do you want to do like mid-season replacements the counter deck or something like what, what, do, you, what do you want to like like see like see scorch cthulhu like what do you need all that money for bro i, I mean I'd, I'd be all in for that but yeah no I, I i like the black fan i'm very happy i'm happy this exists and most of the uh the other big money stuff too it's it's pretty cool dan are you gonna play this in ursula are you gonna play big so money I was ursula about it i was really thinking about it because milan you were milan yeah without the taboo list gets you there by himself right like mm. no joke yeah <laughs> but anyway oh yeah that that would be nasty as hell and ursula like untabooed milan just oh that'd be crazy yeah, yeah.
All right. Well, we all agree this card is uh, weird and pretty pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. Let's let's move on though. Uh, so the survivor to, cards. Yeah. So once again, I I get to talk about the permanent. So this is the the, the survivor permanent. It's called Short Supply. Um, I love the art in this. It just it really so cool. feels feels tropical. Um, so it's an asset, no cost because it's a permanent level zero. It's a talent. It says permanent limit one per deck. Purchase a decoration. Forced when your first turn of the game begins, discard the top ten cards of your deck. Oh no, why would I want to discard my cards? Yeah, don't uh, take this in Dunwich. Uh, don't do yeah. it. <laughs> um you're you're playing this in our return to TCU also, Dane, right? I think this was the permanent card that I was most excited about because it seems like it has the most potential to be absolutely bananas for, for like combo reasons, but also for for Yorick, right? For Yorick and I think there's somebody else who uses the discard pile. Can't think about it right now though. But yeah, uh, for Yorick mainly because there's a lot of survivor stuff that can be used from from the discard pile, like um, winging it and that whole cycle of things. Just discovery. There's, yeah. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff that can be used uh, from the discard pile. So it's it's really 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 good for those decks, but mostly for Yorick because all of his assets you don't want to pay actions for because you don't have to. So why not start with almost half your deck gone from the beginning so that you can just start playing things from the bin. Yeah, I, I think this is like an auto-include in Yorick. Um, I don't think there's, cool. any, and it, there's there's no reason you shouldn't play this, unless maybe Dunwich if you're worried about it, but even then. Um, and then in terms of the of other decks, so I, I would love to play this in Wendy, honestly, for a lot of reasons. Um, but I think the kind of issue with that is... Like Wendy's weakness can really, if you if you get unlucky and when you draw it, it can just wipe out most of your deck and leave you with like five cards left, and then you just die to horror from cycling yeah. your deck. This is why I really, I really, I don't know how to make this happen. We need to get them to write a novel about Wendy that has <laughs> alternate. Because the thing is, like, if an investigator has like bad deck building and or like a, or a bad ability, then you want a parallel version of them, and we probably will get a parallel Wendy because she's in the core set. But like Wendy's ability and deck building are fine. What I want is a replacement for the signature, which does nothing, and the weakness, which is really crippling, right? So come on, FFG, let's let's do this. Write a book called the <laughs> the the orphans the orphans uh, lament or something. The the orphans <laughs> adventure, whatever. Right? I, I don't care what the book is about. You don't even you don't even actually have to write a book. You could just leave all the pages blank. I would still buy it. But just 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 print an alternate signature card and weakness for Wendy. Then I'll be excited to play short supply. <laughs> yeah i think i think the weird and kind of powerful part about short supply other than like york and general star shenanigans is that it, it can mill your weaknesses and it doesn't have to put them back in your deck it's kind of just like a weird upside to it but it's just kind of surprising too because weaknesses like the whole point of of having weaknesses in your deck is to have that counterbalance right between like should i draw a card now or shouldn't i that kind of thing and one card that's a permanent doesn't even have to go in your deck can have the potential to, to completely delete that whole that whole thing. And the other deck that I was thinking about... It also has the potential game, to completely delete cards you actually do want to play. Right. Like like all so, spell cards for, for York, for example. He can't yeah. get those back. So, like, it's in events. Um, but, yeah. So, like, the other weird deck that I was thinking about making this in is, like, a min deck that has both this and the yellow permanent, right? which basically says you increase your deck size by 15 and you can draw an additional card on the upkeep phase, but then you have to discard one. So, like, you're increasing your deck size by, by 15, but on your first turn, you're decreasing it by 10. And then you also get to draw another card. And she has access to survivor weirdness. Yeah, so, like, we'll, 
We'll 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 talk more about that at some point, I think. But yeah. the the TLDR is Max Min is finally a real thing, right? Like they <laughs> they, they made it a real thing. Um, <laughs> I mean, Max is finally here, finally yeah. in Arkham, transcending boundaries between uh, Netrunner and Arkham. Quick, but yeah, quick, quick question: you you can use this to play Moonstone, right? If Moonstone gets discarded as part of the ten, you could play it, I think, right? If you have the money, unless it uh, says from hand. Oh uh, no, you're right. It, yeah, Moonstone does say from hand, so you couldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, that's too bad. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, I, I think unless you're like William Yorick is the most, he does the most recursion of anybody, I think, who can take this. Yeah. So it, again, for him, I think it's a no brainer. For other people, if you're playing cards like winging it and stuff, then it's kind of like it would, you know, it's it's it, it's kind of just like a nice little boost and it doesn't cost XP. So like, why not give it a shot? Yeah, um, I think people yeah. are going to play this I mean, with scavenging. It's just yeah. tough when both of your scavengers yeah. get it. Uh, well, I, I think yeah. if you're not Yorick, you need to have enough cards in your deck that benefit from being played out of your discard pile to to justify right. this like yeah. you have to do winging yeah. it and like fortuitous discovery and whatever the evade and the fight ones are or something you know? yeah i i was hopeful that maybe we would see some more cards that uh that work that way in this box but un unless i miss some I, I don't think there's any or at least not not very many of them um but you know there, so there, yeah. there can always be more in a future box or something so yeah yeah, yeah for sure um for now though let's move on yeah, so the next card we've got is Schaffner's Catalog. Uh, it is a two-cost level zero survivor asset. Uh, it has one intellect symbol on it. It is an item at its home, which means Parallel Daisy can play it. Uh, uses five secrets. If Schaffner's Catalog has no secrets, discard it. Great. Uh, you may spend secrets on Schaffner's Catalog as resources to pay for item assets played by any investigator location. So this is another bread and butter Bob card, right? Like Bob wants this so that he can help people play their things uh, and he can help play people's things and also afford it better with Shopner's catalog. Um, well, I mean, it's kind, of, it's, it's kind of like a cash that... Uh, for items. For, for only for items. It's um, which is which is bad. Like a cash that you could only a cash yeah. that you could only use to play items would be bad. A, a cash that was exactly the same as cash but cost two and gave you five would be very bad. Um, <laughs> so so in, in that sense, this is not exciting. I I think that. Uh, but again, going back to Dane's Yorick deck in our return to TCU game, the fact that this is an item, meaning mm -hmm. that you can play it for free in a lot of ways or like keep recurring it, does make it kind of worth considering index where you're trying to go crazy with item synergies i think right yeah yeah i mean and it does have secrets on it so i guess if you have a way to add secrets to stuff you could refill it and it oh, could be a way true. to let other people I, get extra money i think you'd have to be you'd have to be like min or something but 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 even then like a lot of the ways to add secrets the problem is like the best ways to do it are twine you pay money to add secrets but in this mm. case the secret is just money and astounding revelation instead of putting a secret on this you could just get two money so at least with current cards, I, I don't know if you can really get a lot of benefit out of that, but it is worth keeping in mind. I think, yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's just kind of like a Bob card. I like it in my York deck because you can you can play it turn one with uh, Geared Up, and it helps you play, dump your assets out with, like, Backpack and stuff like that. But um, really, like, if Bob is going to be playing, spending money on your stuff anyways, and, like, helping you play stuff from your hand, etc., like, this just kind of enables more Bob hijinks. Yeah, it's really, the thing is, if you're playing, like, an item tribal deck, then you want to play, like, the item version of everything. Like, instead of playing Unexpected Courage, you want to play, like, something that does roughly the same thing but is an item. Instead of playing Emergency Cash, you want to play something that does roughly the same thing but is an item. So if you're trying to do that, 
that's when you should think about playing this card. If you're just playing a regular like red deck and you're saying, oh, I have a few items, maybe I should play Shopter's Catalog, you probably shouldn't. But again, if you're trying to go crazy with items like William Yorick or maybe Bob Jenkins, then yeah, then you probably want to play this. Yeah. Side note, uh, last note, uh, I love the art on it. It's got like a very like magical like bird friends are really also enchanted by whatever Shopner's catalog is. I love yeah, it. But yeah. they're but they're ravens or crows, it's a little spooky, right? You know. Yeah. I wish uh I wish this like cost one and gave you four secrets or something. That would be that would be a lot cooler, is, but is Schaffner a reference to something that I am unaware of? Or is this just like a weird name we don't Maybe. know about? No, Dane, you're never supposed to use your keyboard. Yeah, Dane, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right, yeah, as, as, as a penalty for that. that, let's immediately move on to the next card. <laughs> All right, uh, we got bandages. Uh, level zero, uh, cost two, survivor asset, with an agility icon on it. It's an item, uses three supplies. If bandages has no supplies, discard it. Uh, reaction, after investigator or ally asset, at your location takes one or more damage. Spend one supply. Heal one damage from that card. It's really up for a card. Uh, for specific situations, I guess. Like, if you might want to take this for Forgotten Age, but for really, at the end of the day, hello, it is, it's it's I, the person who has a Yorick deck that really wants to make heavy use out of all of these cards. This is a card that combos with B-Cop pretty well, right? Because you can tap your B-Cop to ping something and then immediately heal it with bandages and then... After you kill something, you can get your other bandages back if it's in the bin, etc. Really cool stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like what we were just saying about the previous card. If you're playing an item tribal deck, you want to play the item version of everything. So instead of playing some other healing card, you want to play an item that heals. And if you're playing William Yorick and your whole point is to recur items, then you want to play an item healing card that you can keep replaying after it. Uh, well, I guess the issue with this is that it it's an it doesn't like go to the bin after you use it up. Which is no, no, it does. Oh, it does. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, you're right. Yeah, it does. I guess that. That's the line that um, get your keys. Yeah, for sure. Because that's yeah, like with William Yorick, you just you know you keep pulling this back. Maybe use the catalog to pay for it, and you just B Cop Two is like an incredibly great card. Using it to ping stuff is so strong. If you can use this to just do that all the time, that's really really good. And you can do right. that in Tommy, William Yorick, etc. Yeah, yeah. I, I also like kind of just as a, as a side note that it gives survivors the ability to help friends heal things because that's mostly kind of a guardian thing right like in first aid emergency aid hallowed mirror all that kind of stuff this is kind of maybe one of the first things that we're seeing for a survivor that allows them to be a little bit more like altruistic and heal heal their friends too because it's not just your investigator or your assets it's also other people's right yeah, and like you, you can put a band-aid on somebody's guard dog or whatever now so yeah <laughs> and i mentioned i mentioned tommy like i mean guardians have a lot of healing cards so they also have like emergency aid they have upgraded first aid they have they have a lot of other not to say that those are necessarily better than this but like they have other options but for a, a survivor who maybe only has access to like up to level two guardian cards this is maybe even more competitive uh also agency backup is another thing like b-cop mm -hmm. is great but you could also play agency backup yeah i guess specifically that would be like zoe or um tommy could do that right yeah yeah but uh yeah seems seems cool and again it's an item so you play it with a mirror you keep replaying it seems good yeah i'm happy with bandages yeah all right next card. next card yeah next card is called jury rig it is a survivor event level zero cost zero it has willpower sorry it has an intellect and a combat icon on it it is an upgrade 
And it says, uses three durability attached to an item asset controlled by an investigator at your location. Uh, fast trigger during a skill test on attached assets. Spend one durability. You get plus two skill value for this test. Durability? Come on, MJ or Jeremy. That's like the least... That's yeah, the mechanic everybody on, hates in video games, is durability. Well, <laughs> I, I was going to say that's the only thing we don't have, like, cheesy ways to keep putting more charges on it. Like, you couldn't make it supply, and then we could... Uh... We could we could just keep blasting uh, cash three to keep refilling this or something, you know? Yeah. I assume that's why they didn't. They made a new thing. It just this is obviously it's immediately thought of like oh you know. When I saw the durability, I I was honestly surprised that it didn't break the weapon after the durability charges were mm. were done. Um, yeah, even this card doesn't go away, right? It stays that, out. That's the saddest part. It doesn't go away. Well, I was just really. Well, you just use active desperation. You play this on a hand, oh, on sure. a weapon or something, you use this up, then you throw it at them, and then you, I don't know, then you then you Wendy it out of the discard pile or something. It's, it's super janky, right? Like, this is, like, this is the exact, like, where whereas, like, all of the blue cards, all of the Guardian upgrades are all, like, very specific, like, well-maintained and all these, like, really interesting, very specific things. This is just, like, just, just put nails in it. Like, <laughs> do whatever you can to make it hurt more or it's whatever. Very, it, it's very the last of us um it's, and it's really cool well, i'm i'm very excited to finally do the murder wendy deck with this because uh not only is she using guns to kill people she's like illegally modifying them by adding uh <laughs> she's like sawing off the barrel or something right, or like right. uh, you know packing the i don't i don't know what people do the guns to make more, all of yeah. a sudden have you know weird spikes and just garbage all over them yeah yeah yeah, no, it's 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 a really cool card. I, I I really wish that there was a way that they could have made it an asset because I want to keep recycling it with Yorick. <laughs> yeah. But it's cool. I just, like it. Just, I draw your, cool. just draw the Elder Sign on Yorick and grab it. Or use Resourceful. Sure. Or, uh, yeah. what is it, Short Supply? Or Short on Supplies? Whatever every draws you a level zero card, you know? Yeah. But I think it, I think it's yeah it's if you're it, you're probably going to put this on weapons mostly because that's mm-hmm. usually the thing that uh, is like a an item that that has tests on it so if you have if you're worried about being able to hit things maybe you're playing hard mode or something um i mean this is kind of like three you know courages or overpowers as long as you're using it on those uh you know on those yeah. tests so you could attach it to like your old queuing or something too if you want to be yeah, able to investigate it's true medical so. texts yeah i don't i don't think it's like amazing but i think it, it it's not it's it's not bad like i think it could find its way into some decks yeah 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 should we should we move on and talk about i i think the card with the most fun to say name in the entire set <laughs> angle of jinxes angle yes. of jinxes yeah uh yeah so this is bangle of jinxes it's a two cost level one asset uh it has one willpower icon on it uh it is an item charm and cursed uh, it uses or uses one charge uh, as a fast action, you can spend a charge to get plus two skill value for this test, limit once per test. And as a reaction, after an enemy attacks you, you can place one charge on Bangle of Jinxes. Bangle of Jinxes takes up a single uh, accessory slot. Bangle of Jinxes. What do you guys think about the new survivor card, Bangle of Jinxes? <laughs> I mean, I'm Bangle, pretty happy. Bangle, Bangle of Jinxes, Jinxes seems, seems neat, and obviously it's going to be a good fit for Daniela, who always, already has stuff attacking her. Yeah, um, this is the Daniela card, right? I sure. I agree. I agree that Bangle of Jinxes seem neat, and that Daniela in particular might like to play Bangle of Jinxes. Are there any other investigators who could play Bangle of Jinxes? Calvin, 
Uh, I, I don't know if Calvin would really want to play Bangle of Jinxes. Maybe, like, early version of Calvin could, like, play Bangle of Jinxes and then get hit by enemies when he's trying to rip his stats up, and then he could put charges on Bangle of Jinxes and then use those charges on Bangle of Jinxes yeah, to succeed I, on tests. I don't think Calvin needs Bangle of Jinxes, because uh, yeah. it exper- Bangle of Jinxes costs experience, so... He's but, not on the top Tommy's... of the list of investigators who should play Bangle of Jinxes. Tommy, hey, Tommy, Tommy might like Bangle of Jinxes. Yeah. yeah. Tommy could play Bangle of Jinxes. Uh, does he really want to get attacked that much, though? He, I mean, he likes having his assets get murdered, right? To get yeah, money. Yeah. So it can combo off that a little bit. Yeah. I think Daniela is... I, I, I would be most excited to play Bangle of Jinxes in Daniela, right? Because yeah. she, like, actively wants to get attacked. And every time she gets attacked, she would get to put a charge on her Bangle of Jinxes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that helps beef up her other stacks. So that's pretty cool. Uh, does Bangle of Jinxes have a baby's head on it? Is that what's on the bottom? It's there? like a little, or, like, or is that just a yeah. regular? Or is that like a doll head? I think it's a, it's like a, a Bangle of Jinxes, man. Yeah, the only thing that I'm upset that Bangle of Jinxes does have is that it takes up the accessory slot. I would really like it if it. Yeah. I don't know what other slot it could I mean, take up that would be like reasonable, but. You know, there's there's competition specifically if we're talking about this as a Daniela card because you got like Hallowed Mirror, even like Riot Whistle is pretty well, reasonable. But, but that's why that's why I really like Bangle of Jinxes for Daniela because both of those cards, Riot Whistle and uh, and and uh, like those are both okay, but neither one of those is like a must have in Daniela. Like there's no, she's not gonna play Rabbit's Foot probably. Um, you know. I don't know that if it's true. Like, 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 there's no other accessory that I just screams to me like, oh yeah, Daniela should definitely play this. I mean, yeah. you know, Riot, Riot Whistle is probably the closest, but I think Bangle of Jinxes is like, you know, it's pretty reasonable. Bangle of Jinxes also allows her to like, if you're in a one or two player game with Daniela, like kind of pick up the slack with some clues, right? And then like, and, kill something, etc. And and Bangle of Jinxes only costs two, so it's it's not that expensive. You know, it's like the same as cigarette case or rabbit's foot. Um. Yeah, I I I think Bangalore Jesus is pretty cool. Like I said, I'm not sure if I would play it on anyone except Daniela, but it's a, it's a neat card, and uh, Daniela I think will really enjoy Bangalore Jinxes. Yeah, Bangalore Jinxes for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on from Bangalore Jinxes to the next card, which so is Bangalore Jinxes. Sorry, I, I, I had I had to do one more. I couldn't stop. Uh, so this is Burn After Reading. Uh, this was a card uh, designed last year at on online gen con 2020 uh i think there was like some large number of people in a twitch chat voting on like different parts of this card to design it so one of one of the few custom cards that none of us had any type of role in participating in it seems (laughs) this is true that's true yeah (laughs) but um so it is a survivor event uh level one cost one one wild icon uh burn after reading is an insight it, uh, the ability is exile a level zero to five card in your hand. Discover two clues at your location. If the exiled card was level two or higher, remove one doom from the current agenda. Exile burn after reading. So this card is like really, really terrible unless you have deja vu, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you do this in a deja vu build. Because it's the, the thing is like. I don't, does uh, deja vu help you with uh if you, replacing if you the exile, card in the trash if you exile something that's level zero or one you're basically paying one xp and giving up a card that you could play to get two clues oh, yeah. which is that's a lot you know like a lot of people could just play drawn of the flame or something or the, yeah. there's other there's well, other ways to do this yeah so it's like two cards and a money to get two clues right um 
Yeah, two two cards of money in action, etc. Mm-hmm. Plus an XP, or because even if it's a level zero, well, I guess if it's level zero, then you get to re-add it. You get to re-add it for free, right? Yeah. So if if you have deja vu, then I guess uh, you get to rebuy this and rebuy like a level one card for free. Uh, well, this oh, oh yeah, this exiles itself too. I forgot about yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Don't uh, I don't know. I yeah. instead of playing this card. Uh, watch the Coen Brothers film Burn After Reading, which I was going to say. Isn't yeah. it, wait, is it a Quentin Tarantino film? Or? No, it's that's oh, no. I mean, okay. I like I approve of the message of this card, which is to set books on fire. Like that's usually. I was going to say, no, that's this, a very bad this, but this says Burn After Reading. Ben. Oh, Ben's you're right. Is burn no, oh, no. Yeah, that's a critical mistake. Yeah. Right. Or burn Burn yeah. instead of reading. Yeah, that would, <laughs> that would have been better. Um, I yeah. mean. I feel like near the end of a campaign, maybe you pick this up because you know. Maybe you have two copies of some card and you only need to play one of them in the last scenario, so you use this to remove a doom to give yourself extra time or something. That is true. Um, this is kind of a fine... Uh, like, just play, like, But you could also just play... Um, play Fortune or Fate. Fortune, if you yeah, Fortune or Fate. Yeah, that, yeah. that at least is like a single card that does this. And does, yeah. You could do them both, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, I let's, let's, let's move on. Let's, yeah, 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 yeah. I was, yeah, yeah. I was trying to remember what the because I think this has been changed from what, what the result of the council was. I think originally it scaled more, um, so yeah. they decided that was too powerful. But probably. All right, uh, next card. All right, next card. We have a survivor skill card called Strength in Numbers, and it's level one, and it has one wild icon on it. And it says, uh, "Oh, it's it's innate and a synergy," and it says, "Strength in Numbers gains a wild icon for each different class among cards you control." I think we could say the same about this as most of the other synergy cards, which is, um, you know, there's certain investigators that maybe are going to have a better chance to have a lot of different colored cards than others, uh, most of which are not survivors. I guess Calvin can play a lot of spirit cards, but those are all events. So, you know, there's not a whole lot of assets. Um, and uh, maybe if if you have somebody like sharing items around, you know, maybe you'll be able to get get more out of it. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, synergy it's... cards are so hard to evaluate because it's really just like if Bob, then sh- why not? Or I mean, if a lot of multicolored assets. Well, for this one though, like compare this to the the rogue skill, right? The um, oh, savant. Savant. Yeah, because it's very easy to get two question marks uh, added it, to this card, this, right? This yeah. is like almost always at least a courage, right? Like because you're, it's always you're... it's always a courage unless you're playing Lola. Um, well, well. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, because you're investigating. You're, you're investigating card counts. Yeah. Okay. So, so this is so this is it's always a courage if you if you have like one card that doesn't match your investigator card. Which, for instance, if you're playing one of the Edge of the Earth Normanoids, is very very likely, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like then then it's it's usually three icons. Yeah. Uh, the problem is like a skill card with three question mark icons is like good, but it's the kind of thing that you maybe have like one slot in your deck for, or maybe yeah. two. So. Um, yeah. Amanda yeah. can play it. Uh, oh no, sorry, she can't. She can't. Man- sorry, Mandy can play it rather, which she wouldn't. So yeah, I mean, yeah, Mandy can play it, but yeah, uh, yeah. I just I think it's easy to ramp up to two or three. Unlike the other synergy cards, where it's like, oh, we kind of don't have four or five to play this. This one's like, eh, two or three, it'd be fine. And maybe in hard mode, you want to have a card that commits for four. You know, it's like promise of power. Um, yeah, I, I could see like I could see like hard mode Min who's playing a couple multicolor cards. I could mm. see playing building this. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, maybe when we evaluate the multi-class <laughs> multi cards, we'll be like, oh, yeah, this a lot of people want to use this, and you know that boosts those synergy cards a little bit. But Jeez, how this with spinny survivor cards? But this is a, so this is this is not the red entry in the um, occult uh, whatever it is cycle. The like no, uh, that is the next card. Yes, sure is. So uh, let's go to it. Next card is a uh, Dauntless Spirit. It is a level one skill card, uh, survivor. Um, it is again one of the uh, Continuing the, the, I think it's ending the drill. No, no, we still have the yellow cards to talk about. But yeah, it, it, it's the level one uh, sorry, uh, survivor skill card. Uh, while Dauntless Spirit is in your hand or committed to a skill test, it gains will icons equal to your uh, combat and combat icons equal to your will. They just keeps getting better and better. What a positive quote from somebody, right? Um, but yeah, uh, these are two pretty relevant stats. This is, this, a, a, is this man this is, sitting on top of like a picnic table with a chair balanced on it? And uh, the important part is the coconut bowl with a little this, straw <laughs> next to him. This is this is like up there with foresight for like my favorite art out of the set. It's just <laughs> yeah. uh, it, the textures are so cool. Oh yeah, yeah, guys, and the guy's outfit is really cool. Yeah, this yeah. is this this is an amazing looking card. You can tell he was on vacation and somebody spilled his bowl of coconut whatever. <laughs> And he's very upset about it. <laughs> yeah. He's also hiding behind a table. Yeah. Um, and this card's I okay. I hard on the beach. And we already have cards that like boost will or uh, combat. I guess not in Survivor. Not in Survivor, yeah. Um, and Survivors do tend to have high willpower. I think most of them have high willpower. So this means it's probably a good boost for your combat. You know, your Windy deck. That you, yep, it's, you good, it's, windy good deck. For, it's good for Gun Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so, it's also, I mean, I, I think it would be okay for like William Yorick. It would be okay mm-hmm. for Tommy. Silas, like, right? Silas. Yeah. 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 So I, if you have like four combat and four, three or four will, which is honestly a pretty, it's not that uncommon, um, it's pretty okay. Uh, yeah, you know, you, you have to. In, in fact, I, I would say that if your stats are high enough, that this is like, this is probably better than Steadfast if you can take both of them. Um, just because, yeah, like, Steadfast. Steadfast is going to, and, and the thing we keep forgetting about all of these is it gets modified by cards that you that you play, that you equip, mm-hmm. right? So if you have like if you have like a Peter Sylvester level two that like boosts your will, that counts when you play this, yeah. right? Yeah. If you have like Jessica, you know, yeah. If you have like a a dark horse and a Peter out, it's a lot of stats. Yeah, you know, like yeah, it's, it's a lot of stats. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, worth considering if you have high combat or high will and you need uh some cards to commit to the other test right so yeah. yeah not much else to say though yeah so let's uh let's go ahead and move on all right so next up we have blood will have blood uh it's a level two survivor event cost one uh yeah, this is really like death metal card um so it is. Uh, it's got a willpower and a combat icon it's a pact and a curse Fast, play after an enemy attacks you, max one per attack. Damage plus horror from this attack cannot be assigned to an ally, ass- to an ally assets. For each point of damage and or horror you took from this attack, draw one card. Hmm. So... so Daniela? Yeah, I mean, this is, again, just a Daniela card. Um, yeah, but it is, I mean, again, Calvin what... Too, I guess. 
what what like what guardians and fighters are often missing is card draw right yeah. and even even survivors if you're not playing drawing thin a lot of times or or, or like if you're not playing the fail package with drawing thin and cigarette and uh, rabbit's foot a lot of times you don't have a lot of ways to draw cards uh but this this could draw you some cards if you're playing uh daniela or somebody is here's my main question is there any way to cheat this can you like play this and then dodge i think not because i think this is this is after an enemy attacks you, and anything you, that would like cancel the attack is like when they attack you. You need you to actually, dodge. you yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you need to actually take damage of horror to draw the card. So if you dodge, then you don't take damage of horror. So if you yeah. if you um, play this during the timing, whatever, after you get attacked, but before you take the damage, it doesn't do anything yet. You have to wait until after you've already taken it. But you could play this and then use bandages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or flesh word. I was gonna say it, it specifically says it cannot be assigned to ally assets. Yeah. So if you have things like what's the um, the the spirit thing that Lily will probably enjoy taking takes up a it's, it's a spiritual spiritual zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, for example, would be perfect. Yeah, for this. that's then you could take it true. with that, draw a bunch of cards, etc. Um, yeah, but yeah. otherwise, it's kind of tough to to. I mean, I think the only the only person that could take. Both this and spiritual resolve is probably Tommy. I Tommy, think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I was reading it as it had to go on your investigator, but that's not true at all. It's just it's just the damage you took. It didn't say, it doesn't say assigned to you or something. So if you have soak, then this is like pretty tolerable, and you maybe use it on something that gives you like you know two horror and a and a damage or whatever. So you draw three cards. Like that's solid. I think it's it's kind of limited in its usefulness, but they're might be specific decks where it's quite good because it could it could draw you like four cards or something you know it can yeah from yeah. like a boss like little priest or something like that yeah, yeah. It, uh, it's also just metal as fuck so and, I'm, I'm definitely going to try this card and it's also unlike a lot of things that trigger off of attacks it doesn't say doesn't work on alos right so it's like right, you can right. maybe you can provoke an attack if you're trying to do some kind of weird interaction where you get to draw like eight cards and i don't know it, yeah. it, it could be neat the art uh, is so badass, and I want that on a playmat. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on though. So we have an upgraded fire extinguisher, which is it's been a while since we've thought of a fire extinguisher. <laughs> Dumbledore, right? So the yeah, so we have fire extinguisher level three, which is a two cost survivor asset with two agility icons. It is an item, a tool, and melee, and it says action fight. You get plus one combat and deal plus one damage for this attack. And action discard fire extinguisher evade automatically evade all enemies engaged with you. You may exile fire extinguisher instead of discarding it to discard to discard each non elite evaded by this effect, and it takes up a hand slot. So the differences from the original version are it's level three instead of level one. It gained a second agility icon. Uh, it now gives you plus one damage as well as plus one combat for its first ability when you attack. And um, in addition to that, you can now, instead of exiling it, you can discard it to evade everything. You don't have to do a test. And you can exile it to just discard all non-elite enemies. Um, so and, and still evade the elite enemies. So it's quite a bit stronger. Yeah. I mean, it's I a mean, conditionless plus one damage. Yeah, it's kind of just a straight up great uh, weapon now. Yeah. Like you can I mean, just you could just play this in like Silas or William Yorick or Stella or anybody, and it would just be pretty good. This mm-hmm. is actually pretty solid, yeah, yeah. I didn't even catch that. It was it was just a discard to evade automatically evade everything. Actually, not even yeah. non elite. Well, and if you're William Yorick, you can discard this to evade everything and then just get it back out again when you kill something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's, that's, uh, oh, that's really good. I might change this, my mind about my Europe deck. I mean, great this, this seems, yeah, this, this just seems, this just seems very good. Oh, man. I mean, it's level three survivor, which is like the strong survivor cards uh, with, with, you know, there's very few that are higher than that. Um, it, it just, it feels so cool, weird and perverse and cool to have your, it's one thing if you like have the fire extinguisher as the thing that you punch with when you don't have a regular weapon out. But for this to just be, oh yeah, my main weapon is this fire extinguisher. That's just cool as heck. Like, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, this is, I, I feel like justice for fire extinguisher definitely happened. I'm sure that there were people that were pushing for these kinds of things because, what is it, flare and fire extinguisher were the, were the two ones that came out in Dunwich right. that, that were like more combat oriented and they're just kind of underwhelming. So like the fact that this is just a pretty solid survivor asset for fighting things, dealing with things is great. It's really great. Yeah, because Flare was always the better of the two in the original versions. Yeah, so, and Deja Vu, yeah. like, can even recoup the cost if you do need to exile it for some reason because you've, you've, like, some ungodly amount of things on you or you just have to for whatever reason. Yeah, because it's, it help I reduce. mean, you just get into these situations sometimes in this game where you're like, crap, does anybody have Dynamite or Storm of Spirits? Like, there's situations where you just need to wreck everything. For sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, yeah, if you can just, it's it's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It's make a very playable card instead of a uh, card you never use. So, so. <laughs> yeah. Two uh, uh, two cards left. Let's let's move along. Let's keep going. All right. Next card is uh, Plucky. So this is again another Composure card um, returning from Carcosa. Mm-hmm. Um, it yeah. is level three now. Uh, like all the other ones, it costs zero to play. Asset uh, has two will and two intellect icons on it. Uh, fast one, limit one, composure and play. And then you get one will and one intellect icon. Uh, Non-direct horror must be assigned to it before it can be assigned to your investigator card. And you spend one resource to get a will or an intellect for the skill test. Has one damage soak and three horror soak on it. Um, this is like pretty great for red for uh, for the survivor folk, right? Uh, if you want to do investigating type type stuff. Yeah, I mean, survivors have a lot of soak. I mean, obviously, they have Jessica and Peter for, you know, almost infinite soak. Yep. Uh, most of them are not that great at investigating, except maybe Bob is going to be good at this investigating. Yeah. So this but can maybe. help them out there. Um, the willpower, that they all, almost all of them have good willpower. So I don't know if that part helps as much, but, you know, it's always nice to have a little boost there. Um, be good for, like, yeah, Patrice maybe wants to boost yeah. your willpower to break spells. Um, I think it's it's kind of, um, you know, because it has one health but three sanity, you really want to make sure that you can avoid taking damage from it. Yeah. So, like, just about any survivor, or, or most of the ones we've been talking about, are happy to play Peter. Um, Jessica's, like, a little bit more niche. Like, only a couple of them usually play her, so yeah. that makes it but, a little bit tricky. But... I mean, you can play Leather Coats. Um, yeah. There's other yeah. allies also, that have some health, so... Redraw, right? When you can redraw a token, that would lead to damage. Yeah, maybe. What? Well, not not like an arrows from the trees or something. But what about sure. uh, what what about Granny Orn? What does Granny Orn have for health and sanity? Does one and three, two and two. No, oh. she's one and three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that doesn't really that doesn't help you a lot. I mean, Madame Lavanche, I think, is two and two, and you probably, yeah. she's a she's a good choice for Patrice a lot of time. So helps you out there. Um. Uh, or could, uh, I mean, Calvin has his, like, signature that can make... Well, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, Calvin just, probably uh, plays uh, Jessica. 
So doesn't doesn't that just say like direct? Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't direct damage general order can yeah. be assigned to it. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't really want to use his signature for soaking regular stuff if you don't have to. Um, yeah, exactly. So I I think just because of the stats on it and the fact that you need to protect it from damage, that's maybe like it might see a bit less play than the other ones, but it's still I think it's it's pretty cool if you can make it's, it work. It's also like if you're if you're like. Dark Horse Silas specifically, who has like three three five five, this doesn't cost you any resources to play, and also can recoup some of his really bad uh, sanity threshold, right? Because he's only got five sanity. This gives mm -hmm. you three, like on top of his normal, um, which could be great. Yeah, and then he's up to four four five five. Yeah, maybe he could actually investigate. I don't know. It's pretty hard. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's yeah. I don't know. The stats aren't as good for him. The stats are weird and awkward for Survivor, but um, you know, if you find someone that wants to investigate, grab it. If you find someone that wants to use willpower, grab it. I don't know if anyone actually uses both of those all the time, but you know, it'd be fine. Uh, yeah. The reason we're always someone in chat asked, <laughs> yeah, we're always talking about Calvin because every single card uh, Calvin could use, it seems these days. So honestly, it's funny because uh, when we do, when we talk about the blue cards, there were so many that we were like, yeah, whatever, it's a Calvin card, move along. The red cards, we really haven't seen many Calvin cards, I think, up until maybe this one. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Why don't uh, we... Let's last to the last card, which I might mean, be a Calvin card. Well, it has uh, Calvin in the art. Literally so. Calvin and <laughs> yeah. some goblin coming through a door on it. Yes, that is yeah. a Calvin card. Uh, all right. So this is Fend Off. It is a level three survivor event. Cost two with two agility icons. It is a gambit and a trick. Uh, fast play when a non-elite enemy spawns at your location that enemy attacks you then automatically evade the enemy and attach fend off to it attached enemy cannot ready Ooh. is there um, an article that's supposed to be in front of attached enemy what maybe no. that's just me no no the attached enemy cannot ready they usually that's, just say that's yeah. not necessary. Dane, you're two hours into a stream and you're getting confused. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe the longest episode we've ever done. Uh, <laughs> so I mean obviously Daniela card. Um but I mean this is this yeah. right? Because she likes it when stuff attacks her. Oh no, you're right. But her ability is put your Yeah, with Daniela, like she would want to kill it, I think. Like this is this is if you want to get attacked but you don't want to kill it, you want to evade it. But I mean, like, this is red handcuffs. And yeah. everybody knows handcuffs is good in yeah. these situations. I guess, like, right. Forgotten Age could be Daniela. Maybe. Circle yeah. Undone. I, everybody well, loves Carrie. Which I one mean, Forgotten Age, you don't want to get attacked by the stakes. Not all of them poison you when they attack. Yeah. Some of them certainly do. Here, here's why I think this is not that good. Uh, you can only play it when a non-elite enemy spawns at your location. That's just really tough. Oh. Like solo maybe because everything is going to spawn at your location but this is just if you're in a multiplayer game you know a lot of the enemies that you want to get rid of other people are going to draw them not at your location and then on top of that this costs money on top of that it's three xp on top of that you have to let the enemy attack you and if it does like two and two or something that might be really bad i i don't i think this is just like a little bit for a two money three xp card i think it's hard to justify this i'm yeah the spawns at your location is pretty that is yeah. the worst thing. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that, for whatever reason, I just glazed over that fact, and I thought it was just like whenever anything would attack you, you play this, and then just attach it to it. 
But this is there's so many enemies that spawn. Like all of the cultists set, they all spawn yeah. at an empty location. Most yeah. like some of the things yeah. in Carcosa, they all spawn at empty locations. Like there's so many things that you would want to do this to hypothetically that that you just can't do it because they're they spawn at different locations, farthest location away from you, etc. Like boy that is rough um that being said there's there's a lot of en- there are a lot of enemies that that do spawn just like on top of you in general um and and if you're doing something like a like like circle undone where handcuffs is actually a pretty good card this could actually also be fine um on daniela because then she has four handcuff <laughs> she, she could have four things I, exhausted in her in her third area <laughs> i would wait i would wait i would rather just play two handcuffs and not play this in daniela because this is what you're gonna pay six xp for two of these that's that's the reasonable person's uh you know logic like but, if this if this was but, zero if this was zero xp i would think about playing it three yeah yeah it's a little rough yeah yeah, yeah that I, person, I agree that it's a hard cool. sell if it was if it was something you, you just had to engage it so it was like handcuffs, then you could use it after the fact. And even a little bit even, better. even with a mighty Chuck Fergus, first off, I think Lola is like the only not not even Lola. I, I don't oh, think anybody so can play this and Chuck Fergus. But also, you can only use one of the three Chuck Fergus bonuses to make this cheaper because it's already fast and it doesn't have a test on it. Oh, you know the weird thing, oh. Captain Fernie's in chat. It's also garbage against swarms because I think it it only it only doesn't let the First, the the actual card yep. not ready, but all of the other copies of that card still can ready. No, no, no. they, they right? would be stuck. You'd attach it to the. Uh, might, this might be fine against swarms, right? Because I think you would you would choose the leader of the swarm uh, to attack you, because it wouldn't be the whole swarm; it would just be the leader. Right. Um, and then you evade it, and when you evade the leader, it evades the whole swarm. But the only the leader has this card attached to it. So yeah. then the, the entire rest of the swarm can get up, right? No, because they're, they're they have to stay in the same state for swarms. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Their their right, maiden well, state is the same, I think. Unless I'm misremembering the swarm rules, but I don't know. Uh, maybe there's some campaigns where like there's not as many enemies that spawn far away from you, so maybe you're like and that are nasty that you want to attach us to. But um, yeah, I kind of agree with Dan hard hard to justify most of the time it's a trick so you know if it wasn't a red card it'd be something else you could take <laughs> yeah yeah oh boy poor rita Whatever. anyway everybody <laughs> that's all of the cards that uh for survivor and rogue i know it went a little long but you know it, it's it's gonna go long if you're talking about the two best uh classes right um but apart from that we've got a couple of exciting announcements before we do close out uh arkham knights has been announced uh it was pretty late but it was announced uh from the 22nd to the 24th of october and we'll be there um we're currently searching through the schedule and we're figuring out you know what we're going to be doing from day to day but we're going to be tentatively planning to run an event and we'd be led to see everybody there um I mean, yeah that was- that's a thing those that are capable of dropping everything with two and a half weeks notice and flying to Minnesota or <laughs> right, right. Yeah. As, as you do. Um, we, we'd love to see you if, if you're, if you're coming. Um, but in addition tomorrow, six uh, 30 Eastern daylight time, Dan and I will be continuing our adventure through this return to the circle and done. Uh, we're or, on scenario two. Yeah. Or today, if you're listening to this as a podcast or in the past, that if is, you didn't listen to it on is, the day of its release. Yes, that is, that is very true. Uh, we're going to be using the campaign reading Destiny, and it's already been a pretty tense and enjoyable and maybe not so enjoyable playthrough for Dan, but 
we're, we're going to try to have less. We're going to try to have fewer technical difficulties this time around. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The and, mystical and, space. And, and, and fewer rules uh, screw ups also. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, Either man, way, it's when the thing is when Ben isn't around to just do all of the actual setup and everything, the game is way more annoying. You know, like we're, <laughs> we're, we're very spoiled by most of the time just letting Ben do all of it. <laughs> yeah, that is also true. But either way, we'd love for you to join us for some in-stream fun. Um, be sure to join our Discord to stay in the loop about all of our Arkham Knights updates and also just to generally hang with us. That'd be pretty cool. So that's it for all of our announcements. Otherwise, uh, about these cards, who else is excited to play bigger than big money Preston? Bangle of Jinxes? Bangle of Jinxes. <laughs> I knew that that was going to get caught up. If you, go to, if you go to social.mur.fm, will you find Bangles of Jinxes, Dane, or you find something else? Uh, you'll, you'll just only find Bangles of Jinxes. Yeah, I, I um, thought you'd find links to all our socials, but all right. Just, Bangles of Jinxes are good, too. <laughs> but reach out to us on Facebook, Reddit, Instagram, or email us at comments at mur.fm. And if you really love our show and want to get more involved, join us on patreon.com slash Radio to get access to exclusive Discord channels and Bangle of Jinxes. Or just leave us a nice review on your favorite podcasting network. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be safe, and we'll catch you next time. All right, bye. Bangle of Jinxes. <laughs>